Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, friends. Thanks for coming. It's August the 30th. 2015, and we're talking on the show God's Law or Man. Um, tonight, I uh, had the uh, notion of talking about uh, prophecies, and uh, the more I looked into it this week, the more interesting. Um, the more interesting I, I found the subject. And you know, in, when I was in school, I was never really interested in history, but and, you know, get studying the Bible, and uh, it's it's just fun, so much fun to, to study history, and especially when it comes to Bible prophecies. And uh, part of the reason I wanted to talk a, a little bit about the prophecies is because uh, um, basically, you know, this is a way of, of showing uh, new people, new men and women, and also confirming you know, with ourselves, confirming with ourselves that that God is real and that uh, the Bible is true. So that's what came to my mind when I started thinking about prophecies. You know, it, it uh, verifies that what the Bible, that the Bible is from God. You know, when you start researching around the world and you, you see remnants of prophecies, and that just, just makes your faith that much stronger, eh? Um, in the beginning, before uh, anyone came, I uh, just wrote a definition that I had found and I thought was interesting, uh, a definition of prophecy. And I'd just like to read that. I put it on the chat board. And uh, I have here, definition of, of prophecy uh, can be an inspired message, a revelation of the divine will and purpose. Prophecy may be a prediction of something to come. Prophecy could be inspired moral teachings or an expression of a divine command or judgment. So you notice in in the definition of prophecy, that it's it's all divine. Okay, prophecy is divine, like true prophecy. You know, uh, I had uh, Eric say to me tonight, and which makes sense, witches can predict. You know, certain men and women, you know, do that, but uh, it's not divine. You know, I I don't believe it's divine, uh, but not as divine as God, anyways. So. And uh, like you mentioned earlier too, Eric, um, with prophecy, uh, with God, He can make prophets. You know that that you know prophesy also. You know tell the future because God inspires them to to tell the future. Anyway, um, I just 
want to see where I want to start. And if anyone has any men or woman wants to, to pop in and say something, please, please do. I'm just reading chat board as, as we go along here, too, so I'll kind of be stopping and going. Uh, Janine's saying that, great, I'm studying Daniel right now. She's studying Daniel. Wow. That's wonderful, Janine. Yeah, a lot of prophecy in Daniel. Really deep. Love it. Um, so Janine says she's having problems picking up. She has... My computer is not picking up. I have a microphone. Okay. Talking about Windows 10. Could have happened after. Can have put Windows 10 and then took it out and something happened. She's still having technical problems. That's too bad, you know. This technology is supposed to make our life easier, but it obviously doesn't. Anyway, I was going over my study in here, and I was really debating of where to start, you know, what what would be the most interesting way to start. Um, and I kind of, here, here's where I'm at. I, why should Christians be keenly interested in Bible predictions? Okay, there, there's a question. Why should we be keenly interested? Um, you know, Back in Jesus' time, the uh, the Jewish leaders and the um, uh, religious leaders back then didn't recognize Jesus. You know, and they they just couldn't comprehend that that was him. And so, you know, they weren't really paying attention to the predictions about Jesus. There, there's so so much prophecy about Jesus in, in the Bible, when he was coming, uh, what would happen at his baptism. You know, that alone, the, the prophecies in Jesus' life is, is obviously a study about itself, a uh, study itself. And they didn't pay attention to the, the prophecies. So when he came, you know, they didn't recognize him. They didn't really believe that it was him, you know. And uh, so this is why, you know, uh, it proves that how it's important for us to follow, um, you know, the prophecies in the Bible because only a loving Father would really truly show us the way. You know, it only makes sense that He would tell us what's going to happen in the future. You know, He would forewarn us what to watch for and be on guard for. And this is this is what's happened throughout the Bible in many prophecies. He's forewarned his people, you know, to do this, to do that. This is what's going to happen. If you, these are the consequences if you don't. So it, it's really important for us to pay attention to prophecies so that we can see what's happening. Um, I was just looking at a scripture here in Matthew 24:42, And I'm going to uh, put that in there because I think that this is what this is all about is... Uh, what the Bible says, not what I say. So Matthew, Matthew 24, uh, 22. And this scripture says, Keep on the watch, therefore, because you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. Okay, keep on the watch. And how do we do that? But by studying the Bible and paying attention. 
you know, paying attention to what's going to happen in the future here. Um, another one here, why we should be paying attention here is Second Peter, chapter one, verse nineteen to twenty-one, and uh, it says here, we have the prophetic word made more sure as a result of what occurred at the transfiguration of Jesus, and you are doing well to pay attention to it. For prophecy at no time was brought by man's will, but men spoke from God as they were born along by Holy Spirit. So we have the prophetic word made more sure to us because um, we can trust it. We, we, can, we can trust God, you know, because God cannot lie, and he promises us that he'll, he'll allow us to see what's going to happen, you know, in the future. Um, not that we will see, you know, not that we will prophesy and, and predict, but by reading the Bible and studying the Bible, we will see what's going to happen, because these are God's words. These are words that came through the prophets, of Jesus' time. You know, the, these are the prophecies in the Bible from God. So by studying God's word, uh, we'll be aware of what's going to happen in the future. Um, another nice scripture here about how we are going to be uh, enlightened through these prophecies is in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18. It says, the path of the righteous ones is like the, the bright light that is getting lighter and lighter until the day is firmly established. So we'll keep learning, and the light's going to get lighter and lighter and lighter, and we're going to see more, and our eyes are going to be opened more, and we're just going to be filled with this knowledge from God. Um what I'm saying just seems to keep flowing into uh, scriptures that are coming up here uh, in Matthew 4, verse 4. I'm not getting all these scriptures up here the way I should be. Print them in, but don't... Uh... Sorry, excuse me, friends. First of all, I want to get uh, Proverbs... Or 18 up. I have to kind of squint because I'm reading and then looking at the computer and I need two different types of glasses. Hi, Love Whisper. Thanks for dropping in, sweetheart. Um, so I wanted to put in here, um, Love Whisper, we're talking about prophecies of the Bible. Okay? Prophecies, uh, you know, I would like to talk a little bit about prophecies in the past that proves that uh, God has told us things in the future so that we can be aware of what's going on. Um, prophecies, I'd like to talk about prophecies that are happening now, that have been written in the Bible over 2,500 years ago. Okay, There's prophecies that tell us exactly what's happening now as we can see it. And, then, and we'll talk a little bit about the prophecies for the future. 
are wonderful. So right at the moment, we were just talking about um, why should we be interested in, in, in these prophecies, you know, so that, you know, basically we, by reading the Bible and studying the Bible, we, we get more knowledge. We become more aware of what's going on. We can see God's plan. Uh, we know we know um, where to go and where not to go in this world, you know, what to do and what not to do. He's He's forewarning us. Uh, ahead of time, what's going to happen so we can be on the right road. You know, we're not swaying all over the place, don't know where we're going, what's going on in in life and what's going on in the future. By uh, paying attention to these prophecies, we know exactly what's happening with the government. You know, uh, this system of things, we we know uh, where to protect ourselves, how to protect ourselves by staying away from a lot of things that are happening in this world. Well, in Matthew uh, 4, I'll just type that in, Matthew 4, verses 4, it says, Man must not live on bread alone, but every utterance that is coming forth through Jehovah's mouth, and that includes his grand prophetic promises. So we 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 cannot live on by we cannot live on bread alone, but every utterance that's coming forth from God's mouth, which includes His uh, promises, His prophetic promises. So this is this is the real life. This is the the true life. You know, this is the future that we have. This is what we have to look forward to by paying attention to these prophecies. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, bread is like. The world, right? Anything of the world is is nothing. Thank you. Yes, Eric. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of a scripture where Jesus said, uh, be no part of the world, just as I am no part of the world. Yeah. Yeah, he who is in the world is not in me. Yeah. Thank you. That's a good point. Thank you, Eric. Um, so that's just a little bit, <clears throat> excuse me, to encourage us why we should be interested in the Bible's predictions and prophecies. You know, um, I wanted to talk about a, a few um, prophecies that happened in the past, just a couple. And there's a couple that I'm really trying to study because I'm getting into this myself because it it just verifies the truth for me, makes me really uh, uh, makes my faith stronger. When you know, as like it says in the Bible here, we will the the light will be getting brighter and brighter and brighter, and we're going to see more, and we're just going to be overwhelmed with it and fulfilled, you know, uh, or be more filled. Uh, as when we see these things, um, we think, wow, you know, that just makes your faith that much stronger. So, <clears throat> sorry, I have a tickle in my throat. I had talked about this this um, tunnel, this tunnel, and it's called Hezekiah's Tunnel, okay? And uh, it talks about Hezekiah's Tunnel in the Bible, okay, which was, uh, yeah, King Hezekiah built this tunnel over 2,500 years ago to protect his water supply 
from an invading army. And this tunnel is still here today. That's, that's the interesting part. It's still here today in Jerusalem, and men and women go through it. Tourists go through it. People go there to see it. Men and women go there to see it. And that, like I say, if, if a man or woman could travel and be, you know, go around the world, we could see, see the evidence of the Bible. We could see the things that the Bible has talked about is still here. Okay, and the evidence is here. Lots of evidence is here right on the earth. God's allowed these things to be here, you know, for whatever reasons. I don't know. But I know with me to, to see these things and read the stories in the Bible about these tunnels and about these other things. There's stones and there's walls with writings on them. And they actually tell the stories in the Bible, for, you know, from um, the history the history and only proves the Bible correct and in turn proves that God is real and the Bible is truth. It's so exciting. So I just want to read a small little bit about this tunnel. So if you want to research it yourself, oh, thank you, Janine. She's got here Second Kings 20 and 20. Yep, she's looking it up there. Thank you. That's one of the scriptures that uh, that is in here about this tunnel. Super. Janine, thank you. Um, I'm looking for I'm looking for that scripture, Janine, that you put in, and it's it's here somewhere. Yeah, in the, in the paragraph I wanted to read. Uh, this. Um, hey there. Pardon me. Find out. Find out if tunnel is in the city of David. Yes. Yes. Thank you. It is. Okay, well, wherever the city of David is, the temple is going to. Well, it says here, the pool of, and it's spelled S-I-L-O-A-M. I think I'm going to put that in the chat board here. So if somebody does grab the chat, the pool of, I don't know the pr- proper pronunciation, but um, Siloam. It seems I'll just spell it the way it sounds, or spell it the way it, it looks. It looks pretty simple. Siloam, the pool of Siloam, okay? And the entrance, okay? The entrance going into this pool, this is an interesting number. It's 1,749 feet long. Now, for the younger generation like Love Whisper. It's 533 meters long, the water tunnel in Jerusalem, Eric. Okay? So the city of David is in Jerusalem. Or was. Okay? Um, Modern-day visitors to Jerusalem have waded through this tunnel. Its existence is further proof that the Bible is true. How so? Because the Bible explains that King Hezekiah had this tunnel built over 2,500 years ago to protect his water supply from the invading army. Okay? King Hezekiah was a God-fearing man. Okay? So he was one that loved God. And uh, anyway, I just thought I'd mention that. And like... uh, Janine put up here, 
Oh, thanks. She's putting up all sorts of scriptures. Thank you, Janine. Saves me doing it here. Thank you, sweetheart. Um, do we have second? Do you have second uh, Chronicles there? Let me see what she's got here. Chapter thirty-two. Second Chronicles. Okay, that's another one we can put in. Yeah, Jesus sent a blind man to this pool to be healed. Thank you, Janine. Okay, I'm going to put in there a second. What's the name of the river? What's that, Eric? What's the name of the river? Um... I'm not sure. I think it's the Guillaume. How would you spell that, Eric? G-I-O-M, I believe. That sounds familiar. Or G-H-I-O-M? Mm-hmm. It sounds familiar. I'm just looking through my notes. Let's look up a couple of scriptures and see if we can find that interesting point. Okay, I'm going to just put the scriptures in the chat board here. Um, Second Chronicles, Chronicle, <laughs> chapter 32. Verses 2 to 4. Or Gilon, maybe? Okay, Janine just put something up. I'll read what Janine's putting here. She's putting a lot of wonderful information, Eric, and I'm going to read it to you, so... Because uh, you're, 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 you're driving. She's got the Gion, G... I-H-O-N, spring, was the source of water for the pool, and it was heavily heavily guarded by a gate. Okay. Now, again, Janine, I can't read all the chat because for some reason, I don't know if it's too long, but that's as much as I got on that, uh, that post that you put on. The Gion Spring was the source of the water for the pool and it was heavenly guarded by a gate from I don't know what's the matter with this chat board of mine because I just can't read the whole sentence that, that uh, you friends put in here it's really frustrating anyway just so you know what I'm reading is all that I can get anyway Janine puts in here the pool of Shilom is fed by a a, a conduit a conduit is a tunnel that is cut for a distance here it's got 1780 feet through solid rock wow wow and Janine's putting here Eric from David's time okay like you say a lot of wonderful information Janine's putting up here Josephus often 
references the pool of Shalom. He said it was located at the valley of the... That's all I got, Janine. At the valley of the... So Joseph often refers to the pool of Shalom. That's wonderful, Janine. Thank you for all that information up here on chat. That'll be great if somebody comes here and pulls up chat that they can look this up and research it too, you know, and and just uh, helps to prove the Bible to be more true. Wonderful. I love it. I love this little bit about this um, this tunnel in the pool. Yeah, so if you research um, David and uh, when he bought the property of the threshing floor that was for the temple and I believe it talks about the Gion Spring or the Great Gion River yeah okay well tell me just give that to me please again Eric and and I'd like to type that information up into the chat board for others yeah, if you if you reference David buying a piece of, piece of land, it was called the threshing floor, and that's where the temple was built. Okay. And somewhere somewhere in those scriptures, they may speak about the the Gion Spring. Okay, so David buying a piece of land and building the floor. No, it's called the threshing floor. That's that's really important piece of scripture. Oh, it it, it even binds in with uh, Ruth and Boaz. The threshing floor. Oh yeah, called the threshing. See, Ruth Ruth, Ruth and Boaz uh, uh, depict uh, um, God uh, bringing in the Gentiles. Ruth Ruth being a Gentile, and Boaz being lineage. And he is the Kingsman Redeemer. Kinsman Redeemer. Okay. So that that whole story alone uh, doesn't that doesn't uh, speak about God or Jesus, but is all about God and Jesus. Okay. This is new information to me, obviously. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because without without Ruth and Boaz, there wouldn't be. Uh, I believe it's Obed, Jesse, then David. Okay, so they were they were the seeds also seeds leading up to Christ. Yeah, and their names are written in uh, sequential in uh, in code in. Uh, in Genesis, I believe. Oh, really? Boaz, Ruth, Obed, Je- Jesse, and David. Yeah, I remember a little bit about Boaz and Ruth. And Ruth, Ruth is a nice book too. You know, there's a lot. Yeah. Some nice books to read about the women. Thank you, Eric. Um, I'm just going to close something down here that's irritating me on my computer. So anyway, there's one there's one uh, one illustration that we can share with uh, friends or you know uh, non-believers of God, non-believers of the Bible. Um, 
this issue, this, this pool here, uh, pool of Shalom, uh, really encouraging, isn't it? You know, to to see things around the earth that uh, just, you know, there's no way that they can dispute the Bible because that was written 2,500 2, years ago, that story, and there there it is. It's just just uh, so exciting to me. I just think, wow, that's wonderful. How can anyone dispute that, right? Interesting stories, too. You know, I want to get reading more about the stories of the actual history and and how God worked with his his people. Start from the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) I can't read a book from the beginning. Um, I, I just have to... You know, go at it the way I'm going. Find a subject, research the subject. You know, and um, that's that's the way it works for me. I've tried reading the Bible from the beginning to the end, and if I don't understand what what you know one whole chapter means, to me it's it, it's hard to understand what the second and third are. You know, so I pick a subject like this. I'll pick a subject on on something. You know, hellfire or hell or heaven or uh, God's government or his kingdom or death or um, resurrection or something like that. That's why I seem, and especially for these talk shows, it's, it really helps me to learn. Uh, also, I'll pick a subject and uh, st- study it, write it out, write scriptures out, and um, chat about it and share with you and you share with me what you know and uh, put it all together and we're just that much stronger and have raised each other up and encouraged each other to, you know, tell, you know, it just gives us strength for the next week. It does, for me, you know, we, we need this food daily, you know, this spiritual food daily. Um, anyway, let me see if I can find what, what uh, let's th- see what I was thinking here for the, the next subject uh, of history, you know. Um, in the past, something that, I've went over so much material that I just couldn't make up my mind um, where to go here. And I'm not only just thinking of the men and women here that are on the show, I'm thinking of ones that will may come in the future that are new. So I'm trying to keep everything basic and simple, you know, and, and easy to understand and not too complicated. That's why I don't get into anything too deep. Um, I, I just can't seem to take my eyes off of this here. Eric and Janine, Matthew, Love Whisper. I just seem to keep, seem to be glued to this here. So I'd like to read just a little tiny paragraph to you, okay, out of the book that I'm studying. Um, the greatest proof that the Bible really is from God is its perfect record in foretelling in the future. No book by men accurately reports history before it happens. Yet the Bible does. It is filled with accurate prophecies, yes, of history actually written in advance. Some of the most remarkable of these are regarding the coming of coming to earth of Christ of God's Son. I'm tripping over my tongue here, so I'm going to read that part one more time. Some of the most remarkable of these prophecies 
are regarding the coming to earth of God's Son, Jesus. The Hebrew Scriptures accurately foretold hundreds of years in advance that this promised one would be born in Bethlehem, that he would be born of a virgin, that he would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver, that he would be counted in with the sinners, that not one of his bones would be broken, and that his lots, his clothes, he had beautiful clothes on when they killed him, that lots would be cast for his garments, and many, many more details just about Jesus alone was foretold in the Bible. And there's a ton of scriptures. And I I know, Janine, you could probably pull up. There's just so many of them. I've got probably 15 here (laughs) of scriptures that show how the Bible foretold in the future of what, about Jesus, you know, like it said, when he was going to be born, where where he was going to be born, um, born of a virgin, uh, all these um, prophecies of Jesus Christ was foretold. Well, it says here, a hundred? Is that what I read? A hundred years? Foretold hundreds of years in advance. So when we study the that, Bible... It's actually thousands. You're right. That's true, too. Yes. Because I remember I spoke of uh, each Hebrew name has a Hebrew meaning and a number. Yes. So if you take the de- genealogy, Adam, Seth, um, all all the people in the genealogy, it actually says uh, uh, that the Christ was going to get crucified. And redeem and redeem the sin. Well, now that you mention that, Eric, you know what you make me think of. You, you know, is um, in the very, very beginning in um, Genesis when Adam and Eve first sinned, right in the beginning, he said, "I will produce a seed that will will crush and put an end." To, to Satan, basically. Right in the very beginning, I'm not sure what chapter it is and verse and stuff like that, but but he will he would produce a seed. Yeah. Uh, her, her seed will will uh, crush the head of the serpent, but the serpent with, will uh, um, bruise his heel. The heel. Bruise the heel. So, yeah. So the serpent won't really hurt Jesus Christ too much, just basically killed him Ed, which is nothing well, which is nothing he, he's he's crushing his head with his heel <laughs> that makes sense I, I i i think i understand what you're saying so, yeah if you stomp on a serpent's head you're crushing it you're crushing it crushing its head right right but you're doing it with your heel oh so so his he, he's going to bruise his heel with with his head. <laughs> okay, I see. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. serpent's head is going to bruise his heel because Jesus is stomping on it. 
Okay. Okay, that's a yeah, that's different. I never thought of it that way. I thought like the scripture says that Satan will bruise Jesus in the heel. But I see what you're saying. But but Jesus will will crush him in the head. Well, kill he'll him. crush his head, but his head is going to bruise the heel. Right. So there's going to be yeah. yeah. So that's like breaking a piece of wood and, and you hurt your 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 heel breaking a piece of wood, but you broke it, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Same okay. thing. Okay. Good way. Yeah. Thank you. That's that's. You know, so you wonder this bruising of the heel, you know, of, of Jesus' heel. You know, it, it just Jesus might have been put to death, you know, but but of course resurrected. So G, G, that's that's as far as Jesus got bruised. I don't know. <laughs> I see what you say, kind of see what you're saying. Yeah, it's deep. Eh? You can you can take this uh, anything in the Bible and you can just continue with it and just go on and on and on about it. It's so interesting and just love it. Um. But the predictions of Jesus Christ is is uh, you know just phenomenal. When if you can study the Bible and 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 learn, this is what I'm trying to do. If you can study the Bible and learn, you know when Isaiah was written, you know when Daniel was written, and you go, you know these Bible scholars that study these things, they can go right back, you know, and 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 you know because obviously, say the year zero, okay, we're 2015. The year zero, the numbers went backwards, right? So 607 B.C., um, 798 B.C. If if a man or woman could study, we could, we could go way back, you know, right, right to the beginning. And that's why they come up with the number that, you know, human existence has actually only been on the earth for approximately 6,000 years. Not a million like these men and women, these scientists and all that say, oh, human existence has been here for a million years. No, not that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says human existence. You know, when when we study the chronology of the Bible, we realize that human existence has only been here approximately six thousand years, and we know God's one of God's favorite numbers are seven, because he he created the earth in six days, and on the seventh day he rested. So here we go again. We are now at the six thousand year point. And on the seventh day, he will rest. So there is still a rest coming. Okay, this is going to be something to do with the time when 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 God is going to destroy this system, and we will have the new system. God's new system will be here on the earth, and and with what He has to do in the heavens, He will have His government in the heavens. But uh, so those six thousand years, seven thousand years. You know, these numbers, like you say, Eric, God's all about numbers. You know, the number of this and the number of that, the number of the beast. and the, You know, it's all, it's all, he's got it all planned. He's got it all organized, and he's telling us, you know, he's showing us um, how to watch for these things and, and what the future's going to bring for us. And by looking in the past, like I said, looking in the past history and studying the history of the Bible and looking around the world and, and seeing these artifacts and, and the proof. The proof is right here, and we just have to search it out and study it and and uh, see it. So that was, um, anyway, that was a, uh, just an interesting point that I, I thought uh, I had to mention was all the prophecies about Jesus. And like you say, it was basically 
foretold uh, thousands of years in advance because that was God's goal right from the very, very beginning to to pick a seed and lead from Abraham to David to all these men and women that he was protecting that so Jesus could be born through that line of men and women. You know, he he had a plan all the way along through history, right from the beginning when Adam and Eve sinned and, and erred and 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 you know, he had he had this plan going all the way along. You know, and uh the the more we study it the more we can see it. You know, the the prophecy. All all of it was all prophecy foretold in the future. Or foretold about the future. Pretty cool, eh? So one of the cool things about what God has done is everything is done in twos. So you got the first Adam and the second Adam, which is Jesus. Right. You have the flood, which uh, uh, destroyed all the sin of the earth. And we've got the baptism, which uh, um, redeems us from sin. Well, not redeems us, but uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, Allows us to repent from sin. So in the book of Daniel, you got that prophecy about the the big statue, the gold head, the silver chest, the bro- uh, the bronze, and the two legs, and the iron and the clay with the ten toes, and how a rock was going to hit it. And it will become a mountain, which is Jesus. So that's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Daniel. So everything's in twos. Yeah, that's interesting. Something to think about. Chuck Misler says. Uh, the Hebrews don't get it the first time, they get it the second time. And that's why when they miss the Messiah, they're not going to miss him the second time. Definitely not. Definitely not. All will know that. Oh, no, they won't. Yeah. They won't. They'll know who he is when he comes. Yeah. But everything has to do with uh, the marriage supper. The what? The marriage supper? Yeah. The bride and the groom. Yeah. Yeah, so if you go back to um, Abraham and Isaac, mm-hmm. Abraham went up to sacrifice Isaac. Yeah. So now at this point, you place Abraham as the father, Isaac as Jesus, Abraham's servant as the Holy Spirit, and Rebecca as the church. You'll notice after uh, God provided the sacrifice, there is no mention of Isaac until Rebecca comes to him by the Holy Spirit or the servant. Okay, that's interesting. I, I 
I I know who you're talking about, Isaac and Rebecca and and Abraham and and uh, yeah. The, the theme. So so again, Jesus was crucified. Right, God provided the sacrifice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and now we don't hear of Jesus like well, Jesus is not in the picture anymore. The Holy Spirit is working right now. Yes. Gathering the church. Yes. And when Jesus comes, which is Isaac, then then Rebecca, which is the church, and Isaac gets united, church and Jesus gets married. Okay, yeah, I, I see a few... So that, th- that story's foretold. That's another prophecy. Okay, thank you, Eric. Yes. And when, uh, when Jesus said, only the Father knows when the time, mm-hmm. that's because in Hebrew culture, only the Father of the groom knows when the the wedding will take place. When he says, okay, it's time. Right. That's when it's done. That's why Jesus could not say when the time was. Because it's only the, only the father of the groom can say when it is. That's then the church, church and the marriage supper Good night, Matthew. Matthew Matthew just said good night. He said 3 a.m. comes early. Lots of laughs. Praise God. Yes, yes. Working man. Okay, nice to have my haven't uh, chatted with Eric, Eric or Matthew for, for quite a while. Yeah, he was telling awesome. me. Yeah, he was doing. He was out doing some things and busy, and it was nice to see him back. That's for sure. I said, "Well, you know, hey, we we need to enjoy our life. We need to, you know, these talk shows are not our only our only life. You know, we have to enjoy life, and uh, it can't be sitting on the phone all the time or on the computer. <laughs> so, yeah." But we do need to take some time out for God as he's taken lots out for us, that's for sure. Specifically for us. Cool. Ah, uh, let me see, Eric. What else? Janine and Love Whisper. I, 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 I wasn't getting deep into a lot of prophecies because I haven't studied them enough and I want to learn them more. And uh, to me, it's just, uh, like I say, just uh, verifying in my heart, you know, the, the truth of God's Word. You know, it's, it's uh, just so exciting to learn these, these prophecies. Um, so I was just going to do a couple on history. And, you know, I thought maybe others that didn't know about this, this pool of Siloam might like to study that a bit more, just to verify, you know, their, their own... Um, you know, to verify the, the truth of the Bible and, and, you know, to build their own faith 
And uh, there's another, uh, we've, we've talked about this before in some of our other shows, and I'm sure Janine's familiar with this. Uh, there's a temple wall at Karnak in Egypt that actually tells stories of the Bible, of Pharaoh, and uh, um, and uh, Pharaoh, and the kingdom of Judah, and Solomon's role. And that's kind of interesting, too. So this is a temple wall that I believe is still existing. Okay? And I even uh, found a, a website. Maybe I'll put the website in here. That might make things a little easier if anybody wants to re- research that information uh, of some artifacts that are still standing that we can we can study. So I'll put that in. It'll just take a minute because, you know, these websites, some of them are pretty long. I spell it right, too. Word. Word of God. Just double checking here, friends. Sorry, just to make sure. I, you know, you got to get every letter right. Corinthians and um, 
trying to think of some of the other books that Paul wrote. Paul wrote a lot of books, you know, Romans. Paul wrote Romans. So, But Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John tell basically kind of the same journey that they had with Jesus Christ. So they, they, they all talk about, uh, you know, the you know, somewhere in there about the same thing I'm talking about here in Matthew. So yeah, Matthew, to... Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John each had a specific theme when the Holy Spirit inspired them to write. Luke wrote most of them. Yeah. It's only Matthew who, who wrote the, uh, his book in Hebrew. Okay, well, thank you, Eric, yeah. So I can't remember how, how the four go, but one of them will be all about Christ being the king. One will be all about Christ being the servant or something like that. But they all have a specific theme on how it is written and, and, and the point of view. Mm-hmm. It's, really, it's really awesome. If I had my other book with me there, I'd be able to uh, actually give you exactly what theme they were. Like one, one was all about him being the king, right? Like the authority. And then the other one was whatever it was, and the other one and the other, right? Uh, a, a big skull. He wrote um, maybe John and Matthew. Mm-hmm. But Luke. Eric, um, you're kind of breaking up, uh, dear. Um, actually, we lost you right now. I don't know if you can hear me. Uh, Eric's driving. Eric's on the road. Eric's actually driving truck and not traveling. He's driving. And um, so he must be into a spot where he's losing reception. Eric, we've lost you totally now, my friend. Yeah, this one piece of road there, you swap towers. Oh, you're back now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, One section of road there. It it actually swaps, it changes towers. (laughs) Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Yeah, it goes from no bars to full bars. I get it. Okay, we kind of... Uh, lost you there when you were talking about the themes that, like Matthew, might be a specific theme, Luke, and uh, but if you had your other book, you'd be able to tell us the themes. Yeah. Ma- Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the- there, there's a specific way that Jesus is de- is is uh, is depicted mm-hmm. when when they write about him in each of the books. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting to to learn, you know. That would be interesting. I'd love to, to hear that sometime, Eric, if you ever, um, you know, get your book and we can talk about it on a show. I'd really be interested in hearing that. I'd like to learn that, what these themes are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering, well, I don't have my Bible... Uh with me there, well, it's in the back, but 
I can't grab it while I'm driving. <laughs> no, I Sometimes don't. at the beginning, at the beginning of, of the book, it gives you a description. I know in my King James it does. It might tell you right there how uh, the author, which is the Holy Spirit, how he portrayed Jesus in this book. And, uh, and then in Luke, Matthew, Mark, and John, right? Yeah. <laughs> Janine's saying, keep your eyes on the road and both hands on the wheel, Eric. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been doing this for years. <laughs> uh, Janine, All I do is study law in the Bible. Oh, that's super. Janine had a couple of statements here I'd like to share with you, Eric, because you can't see. Cool. Janine's, Janine's got a lot of information. She's constantly typing. Um, nice. Yeah, and it's nice to have things in the chat board for others that, you know, grab the chat and want to catch links or whatever. She's always posting links in here. But she says, did you know Australia has a pool of Shiloh? With a big question. Oh, cool. Yeah. Now, she's put a link link up here, South Australia. So she's put a link <laughs> And every town has an Elm Street. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, no. That's well, it just kinda makes you wonder too, you know, like people are recognizing the pool of Shiloh. You know? It's kinda cool. Um Yeah, it'd be nice to know what Shiloh means in uh, Hebrew. It would. Yes, it would. It has a meaning, like you say, eh, Eric? It has a meaning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Janine's also put in here, prophecy has stated the first and last revival will start and end in South Australia. Hmm. Prophecy has stated the first and last revival will start and end in South Australia. Um, how do you get that? Sister, how do you get that? Prophecy has stated the first and last revival will start and end. So who knows? Is that through uh, John G. Lake Ministries? Janine? I don't know. She's. uh, I'm just waiting for her to to comment here. Because uh, in the late 1800s, the Holy Spirit's been moving quite a bit in in healing healing people yeah I've, yeah I've heard a lot about healings I should have my own you know uh, have a show and and uh, share my opinions and what I've learned about that but I, I want to huh. learn a little bit more through the scriptures first oh go listen to uh, Curry Blake um, you're going to love that guy Actually, Janine just just put his name up here. Curry Blake DVD. <laughs> He's awesome. And Lester Sumrall. Just listen to his his sermons, and and you're going to see how how filled with the Holy Spirit this man is. He's so gentle. Lester Sumrall. S U M R A L L. Okay. Thanks, Eric. He's got a nice sermon on um, 
on uh, depression and and, and uh, plowing forward, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be nice because a lot of people are, a lot of men and women are depressed. Oh, big time. Yeah. Not knowing where the world's going, you know, what, what the world's all about, what life's all about. Yeah, if they don't know about God, then I, don't, I, I, I can't imagine, um, you know, just living to die and no hope. I just found out the other day, uh, demons is not in the Bible. And uh, the actual word is uh, in Hebrew, and it's uh, demon, I believe. Oh, yeah. And that means spirit-filled. And obviously, uh, a demon would be a, a bad spirit, right? Well, we believe that, don't because we? Because Jesus talked about a, a spirit leaving a house, and the house is clean, and the spirit comes back and sees that it's empty, and he comes in with seven of his friends. Yes. So unless you replace that spirit with God's spirit, he'll come back. Yes. And meaner and meaner and meaner. Yes. Jesus, or, uh, Janine asked another question here. Wasn't the Bible written 600 years plus, or written 600 plus years after Jesus? Well, no. no, a a lot of the writings, uh, Janine, were written at different times. These prophecies were completed uh, at different time periods. Like, I remember Jesus using Isaiah. Jesus quoted from Isaiah. Okay? Follow me? Um, I just have some numbers here. I was actually writing down today... Uh, of certain time periods that certain uh, books were completed. And I'll see if I can find one here for you for for an example. Um, see, we could be off by approximately 35 to 70 years with, with the actual A.D. and B.C. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Zero. About 35 to 70 years. So, chronologically, the only way you're going to find out what the true, true date is, is uh, uh, the destruction of the temple. That was 70 years. And uh, um, the Romans would have recorded who was in power at that time and that act, yeah. that that those dates are pretty accurate until Constantine and the Gregorian calendar but there's one thing that remained constant throughout all the ages and that's the day of the sabbath sunday was day 1 monday was day 2 tuesday was day 3 wednesday was day 4 Thursday was day five, Friday was day six, and seven was the Sabbath. Those have never changed throughout history. Mm-hmm. 
they 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 assigned uh, um, uh, what's those uh, behemoth na- uh, blasphemy names? Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. But if you look at the calendar, Sunday's still the first day of the week. But we've done a few things that were backwards, eh? The yeah. e- the evening the evening and the morning were the first day. Yes. So it's the it's it's dusk that becomes the first day. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, Janine's saying, certainly have, Eric. We've done a few things backwards. And, you know, we do make mistakes. And and like the scripture that we just read there a little while ago says that the light will keep getting brighter and brighter. Oh, yeah, knowledge will increase, right? Look at the Internet. We have knowledge at our fingertips. I I I I push one button and I speak the words and it types it for me. What's that? So I said I use my uh my speech recognition. Mhm. And I google just by saying it. Oh, that's cool. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Wish I don't text when I drive, right? No, that's great. No, no, of course not. No, gee. So I just press the microphone and say what I want. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Let's say like like Jesus said, knowledge will increase in in the later days, latter days. That's prophecy. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to talk about a little bit of our, our... our present time here and prophecies that uh, talk about our time now. But I wanted to get back to Janine for a second, Eric, if I could, please, sweetie. Um, Janine was saying, I thought that the Bible was written three, six hundred years after Jesus was born. Well, it, I'm reading here that the writing was, the Bible, the writing of the Bible was over uh, 1,600 hundred years. Um, let me see, I just. Okay, 40 men, okay. The books of the Bible were recorded by some 40 men, okay? They were kings, prophets, herdsmen, tax, tax collectors, and physicians is what they, these, these men were before they came to know God. They, they did the writing over a period of 1,610 years. So there's no opportunity for collusion, so these writings agree, even in the smallest detail, okay? They're harmoniously intertwined, and we must read and study it personally to, to totally understand it. So the whole thing of the Bible is that God was going to set up a kingdom in heaven, and eventually, um, you know, the earth will be filled with righteous and, and loving people, and he will destroy and put an end to this wickedness. It's the whole theme of the Bible and Jesus is our Savior, obviously. But these, um, all these these books were written at all different times, okay? Because there's different men and women throughout history that uh, lived at different times that that wrote this. 
um, some of these prophecies were written before some of the men were even born. It talked about certain men and, and you know, in, 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 in the future, of things that were going to happen, and they weren't even born yet. Um, that's what I was uh, reading on a little bit tonight, too, was some of these prophecies. Um, like so is it possible they went into mass copying in the 600s? Because Luke did not live 600 years. No, well, may, maybe they, they put everything together. Yeah, maybe, eh? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's had to have all come together at some point, which I don't know, but that's a, an excellent, uh, excellent conversation. When it's all come together, God would make sure that that would happen. And Well, uh, when was Constantine in power? Was oh, that not 200 years after? 300? I, I don't know, Eric. Like I say, I don't know a lot about the history, and, and I'm learning here all the time. Oh, through. because... Because if you know when Constantine was in power, he's the one who, who set the law of the land for the religion. And he, went, and he went to Christianity. And then he went conquering in that name also. Well, that's interesting. That's, that's a subject in itself, eh? Just uh, finding out how that all come together, you know, how the Bible has come together and... Uh, Janine's saying Constantine organized the Bible. Okay. Uh, yeah, interest, cool. I don't know. But I, we know that it was written over a, a period of, of years because, like I said, uh, even when you look in the Bible, when Jesus was talking, uh, you know, on the Mount, the Mount, um, the Sermon on the Mount, um, he was, I, I know he was reading from the book of Isaiah, which was, which was completed. It was completed. He was reading from, from the scrolls of Isaiah. And the scrolls of Isaiah prophesied Jesus. They were prophecies yeah. about Jesus. Yeah. So that just goes to show how all these books are, are, are in harmony. We're the ones that don't understand it. A lot, of, a lot of men and women say, "Oh, the Bible contradicts itself." Well, I, I don't. I can't see where it contradicts itself. No, it doesn't. No, I, I can't see it. But and uh, the the more people study it, the more they know that they have to take the Bible literal. Yeah. That it, that it's not. Yeah. Um, uh, it, yeah what, what's the other word for not literal? Symbolic. Yeah, it's not symbolic. The more that the more that they find out more and more about it, the more they have to take it literal. Yeah. For for it's not there for no reason whatsoever. Oh yeah. Yes. Now I know with Daniel and with Revelations. And uh, uh, other books, like, uh, obviously, Revelations, for example, there's some things in there that are symbolic. Some things in there we can take literal, and some things we can take symbolically. But when it talks about the ten horns, it, it, it actually explains itself later on. It says, yeah. where you saw the ten horns, this means ten kingdoms. Yeah. 
But we 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 don't we don't also see the realm the the realm unseen. Right. Yes. Do you me- do you remember Elijah? Yes. Well, Elijah said to Elisha. Said he prayed and he said, "Let him see what we what we see." And then, or uh, open your eyes, right? And he asked God to open his eyes. And then Elisha saw, like he he ran to Elijah saying, "Oh, the king the king's uh, surrounded the mountain. There's two hundred thousand. And then uh, Elisha said, "Look again. You don't see what I see." And then there was angels just covered the whole mountaintop ready to slaughter them. So Elijah was not worried whatsoever. That was awesome. That sounds awesome. I I got to I got to find that and there's so much to read. Oh wow. So that saying there you never know when you're entertaining angels. That's the truth. And when they appear to us they're, they're as men. Always as men. Nothing, none of this wing crap. Only, uh, uh, I think a cherubim has wings. Yeah, well, they they all have... And that's to cover its eyes and its feet. Because the awesomeness of God, right? Even a cherubim can't, can't, can't even be in the presence of God. Without covering himself. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, he's he's made angels at, at different. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They all have roles. They all have different. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Seniority. Like different different jobs. Yeah, they, they, well, they they're they're specifically built to, to for a specific task, eh? That's why God put a cherubim in the garden to protect it, protect from from the tree of life. Okay, now I got you there. Yes, I remember that. Because because uh, Satan's only an angel. A cherubim has is, is stronger than an angel. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, Eric. Oh, I love the Bible. It's it's full and full and full of wonders. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, what are we here? You you got all night, Eric. You said so. I don't know about uh, our other friends. There's not, there's not too many on. Um, Janine and uh, Matthew's gone. Love whisper. And uh, Janine, I think, um, Eric. I don't know whether I've introduced you. Um, Love whisper is my grand. Baby. Oh yeah. My grand property, Love Whisper, is on tonight, and he has come. How old is she? Uh, he is actually sixteen. Oh, nice. Nice yeah. to meet you. Yeah. Uh, his name is Isaiah. And Praise God. Yeah. Yes. And actually, um, Eric, uh, Isaiah is uh, my grandson that's uh, been adopted out by the Children's Aid. He's the property. Wow. He is the property that I'm um, wishing to have returned. Wow, he uh, he might be able to even write a claim. 
Yes, I believe he can. I've never invited Isaiah to our common law talk shows because, um, you know, I've I've tried to not make his life any more complicated than it has been, and not to stress him out. He's he's do, he's comfortable. He's doing fine. He's being taken care of. But I know he misses his family, and he knows we miss him also. But I've never invited. That's him nice to- that you guys are all in contact, and uh, you know that there's a lot of love. Thanks. Well, it's been a while before we could have a lot of contact until um, Isaiah and his sister Chanel have, um, you know, been able to, you know, once they've gotten a little older and they started to get on Facebook and they started to have some contact with us. But, you know, and they were very confused, too. You know, they they, they didn't know what to believe, you know, because yeah. they were only hearing the other side of the story. So anyway, I just wanted to introduce you to him. And like I say, I haven't invited him to the common law shows as of yet because I just didn't want to put any pressure on him. He's doing well in school and he's working and he's he's been a, 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 a he's a good young man. He hasn't been into trouble, so he's doing very well. And I didn't want to stress him out. He has he has contact with his mom and and with his grandma, and he's doing okay. So I haven't. Um, you know, invited him, like I say, to the the common law talk shows yet. He just is. That's starting, okay. He's starting to realize that I'm having them, and if he, he if he wants to come, that'll I'll just leave that up to him. He kind of the last couple of weeks, I think, is just starting to learn that I'm having this this show on Friday nights. So anyway, I just so the secret to having a great life, Isaiah, is to be Christ-like. You can strive to be more Christ-like. You'll have it all. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> Thank you. That that is very special. I hope that hit hits home with them. I believe I believe it has. You know. Yeah, anyway, I just hope that gives encouragement, right? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And uh, like I say, he's been on a lot of our our shows um, on our God's Law. Or man's shows, so I believe he's um, God's um, holding his hand out to him. God's Praise calling, God! God's calling him. Yeah. Yeah. Has he written the written the Bible? Uh, read the Bible yet? I don't know. We haven't. We don't have that much conversation. <clears throat> oh, okay. The, the uh, yeah. The, start from the beginning and go to the end. Pick it up every night. Took me two years to the day. Wow. But I, I'm fortunate enough to to understand what I'm reading and hold it in. So that that like read it and 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 uh, uh, understand the story. And then when people talk about it, it, your eyes just open up, going, "Whoa, is that what that really meant?" <laughs> yeah yeah there's uh, so many meanings behind every story so many meanings behind every word the, the bible is is just as complicated as dna and dna is only one part of the cell Thank you for that encouragement. That uh, you know, I think I might attempt to do that. Sit down and just take 
one chapter at a time and read it over and over and over until I feel that I got a lot of the sense of it and then uh, continue on. I just, for some reason, I've never been able to sit down and read a whole book. I just can't. I, maybe, maybe I'll be able to. Maybe it just wasn't meant to be that way, but any book. I don't, well, know, I don't this know why. Is, this is the only book that counts in your life. No, you're right. It's it's got every story ever written. It's got murder, it's got rape, it's got death, it's got betrayal, it's got love, it's got forgiveness, it's got uh, ultimate forgiveness, it's got uh laying laying while well, God laying down his life for the ones he loves. Um redemption, rewards, um leadership Everything. It's all in there. Everything we need is in there, right? Everything. Everything. There, Like I said, there hasn't been a story that hasn't been written. So when people are down in the dumps, man, trust me, there's somebody who's been worse than you. Oh, yeah. There's always somebody better than you, and there's always somebody worse than you. In this country, we are blessed beyond blessings, beyond blessings. More so in Canada. Man, this is land of the rich. Milk and honey. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we are very blessed. Hey, yeah, you you can drink the water out of the streams if you wanted to. Yeah. That's the biggest blessing. Abundance of water. If you go right down to the simple and nitty-gritty there, yeah, clean water, wow. You haven't been poor when you, when you don't have clean water. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine, you know. We, 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 I'm sure we all think about the, the, the starving, you know, the starving in, in, uh, in other countries where, like you say, they, they, they don't know what warm water is. They don't know what clean water is. They don't even know. They've, yeah. never touched, they've never touched it. They've never touched it. A hot shower is luxury, man. And we take it for granted every day. Yeah. Clean water is luxury, too. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Again, like you say, we take so many things for granted, don't we? <clears throat> yeah. And we shouldn't. We I had a discussion with a young man there today, and uh, hopefully uh, I've inspired him to actually want to go look at the Bible because uh, I showed him some secrets in there. And uh, I told him, I said, in this life on earth, the only thing there is to do is raise children and grow vegetables. That's it. And serve your fellow man. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's all. This promise of this and that, and oh, explore this, explore that. It's just a pipe dream. Yeah. Empty deceptions, eh? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the elite's way to break the families down, eh? Did you know in Hebrew time, in the Hebrews, uh, even when when a, a couple gets married... They don't leave the family 
until he is 30 years old. Yeah, I think I've heard a little bit about that, but I didn't know it was the Hebrew Times. I just thought it was a culture well, somewhere. It, 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 I, I believe it still exists now that really? that he gets he gets mentored and she gets mentored till the age of till he reaches the age of 30, and that's the true maturity. And that's why Jesus' ministry started when he was 30. Right. He wasn't a real man until that time where he can take authority. Mm-hmm. So you're actually wise enough to, to, to actually do business, right? On your right. own. Yeah, that's that's an interesting subject itself uh, on uh, baptism, and uh, when uh, they're baptizing babies, you know, baptism is look at Jesus as an example. Um, you know, he got baptized when he was thirty, and his ministry yeah. lasted thirty-three or three and a half years. Like he, you have to be to the age of understanding. Like baptism is like a contract Dude. with with God. There might be a contradiction to the three and a half years. Oh, you bastard. What happened? There might be a contradiction to the three and a half years. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll it go. might have it might have been four hundred and ninety days. Oh, okay. From bap from baptism to baptism. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there may be. And uh, Michael Rood, he puts a, a convincing, um, a convincing uh, uh, theory that it was only 490 days, and I and I believe it because when I read the Bible, there isn't three three Passovers, there isn't three uh, feasts of trumpets. There isn't three, um, what are the other feasts that they have? So, I'm not sure, Eric. If anything, anything, there's only two Passovers, and the second Passover, it was Christ. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so I I pretty much believe that it could be 490 days, because... um, they um back in the Daniel days they went uh I believe uh four hundred and ninety years without uh without letting the 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 land rest and God cursed them for seventy years because mm-hmm. every seventh year you're supposed to uh let the land rest yes, I realize that so Daniel was near his uh his 70 years when Cyrus come around or something. I can't remember that uh, too much there, but uh, f- 7 and 7 is 49, right? right. So again, uh, 7 and, and 490 days, and that would be baptism to baptism. Mm-hmm. Pentecost, at the end of Pentecost there. Yes. So baptism of water and baptism of fire. The Holy Spirit is fire. Mm-hmm. 
subject, yeah. Yeah, so if you watch the Jonah Code, Michael Rood, it's 10 hours long. And and you're going to learn so much about Hebrew, Hebrew, uh, um, um, uh, how how the how the Hebrew times, how God uh, makes the years. It has to do with the the barley. The barley is the first fruit. Mm-hmm. And when the barley is ripe, and um, from that time, 14 days after the, the, the sliver of the moon appears, that will be Passover, and it will be called the year of the Lord. So a year can go 13 months, or it can go 12 months, depending on when the barley is, is ripe. And they call that Aviv, when the barley is Aviv. So 14 days after the moon appears, the 15th day is the Passover. Okay. Yep. So this year alone, um, when was it, 2014? Yeah, 2014 was uh, uh, what they call the blood moon. Yeah. And and the Passover actually landed on the same Passover as uh, as the time of Christ. So to know what exactly happened back then, Good Friday is uh, a pagan thing. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it 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 all it all starts when Jesus was uh when when he uh his disciples went to go get the the mule that had never been ridden mm-hmm. on the Sabbath. Yeah. So nothing's supposed to work on the Sabbath, right? Yeah. But there there was one exception on that day. A mule that never worked in its life was able to work on that day. And that was to support Jesus coming in on the Sabbath. And everybody's yelled out, Hosanna, the King of Kings. And they put down rams, uh, leaves, right? Palm leaves? Oh, yeah, yeah. So he went to the Temple Mount where the lamb was to be inspected for four days for blemishes. And they could find no fault in him, right? So that's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And then uh, Tuesday night would have been uh, Wednesday, right? Because Wednesday starts uh, at the evening. Mm -hmm. And that's when they had the Last Supper. Yes. And then Judas took off. And went uh, uh, and went to the Pharisees, and then betrayed Christ at three in the morning, right? Ish. Mm-hmm. So that still went. That's still Wednesday. So the true Passover is Thursday, and they had to kill him on Wednesday 
because they couldn't do it on on Thursday because it was the Passover. Yeah, and they have to they have to take them down too on a specific day, right? They can't leave yeah. them up. Yeah. Can't leave them hung so, up. So so uh Wednesday rolls around and around noontime is when he his walk starts, right? And then uh around three o'clock he dies. And then they take him to the burial. So now he does three nights and three days, right? Right. So now we're looking at Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then he rose on the Sunday. First day. So this Good Friday crap, it's only for uh, Catholics. Yeah, I know. And and again and again it's uh it's uh pagan uh ritual. It's uh oh you can only eat what is it, fish? No meat on Friday? Or something like that? Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah, that's their tradition. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's a lot of traditions like the Bible says are made to look holy, but they've started yes. from religious pagans, you know, like Christmas and Easter and and all all these traditions are made to look holy, but they've actually come from uh, false religion because, uh, you know, like what does Santa Claus and Easter bunnies and have to do with Jesus Christ? Well, you know, Santa, if you just if you move the uh, if you move the uh, the end. Uh, the N and the what is it? Santa, hang on. Yeah, you 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 move the N for the uh, for the A or something, you get Satan. Yeah, if you put the N around at the end of Santa, you take yeah. the N out and put it at the end, Satan. Yeah, you got Satan. Yeah, yeah. And then if you go to Jeremiah ten or twelve, I can't remember. It says, and they will go out into the forest, and they will cut down an evergreen, and they will bring it back to their home, and they will prop it up, because it cannot stand on its own. That's like an idol, eh? An idol can't stand on its own, so you have to prop it up. Yeah. You have to fashion it. Yeah. And then and then they will hang silver and gold balls on it. Is that right? In Jeremiah, eh? Jeremiah 10. Well, that's interesting. And and then underneath it says, don't do as the pagans do and say that you're doing it in my name. Yeah. So because because uh, um, December 21st is the winter solstice, and it's also the shortest day of the year, but the sun is the closest to the earth, that's when those sun worshippers come out and worship. It's too funny, eh? They worship the sun on the shortest day of the year. That is hilarious. Funny. Yeah, I'm just gonna put a put a marker in Jeremiah ten, and I'm gonna go through that. Just like to see that sometime. So much to learn, Eric. So, you, oh, I know. It's 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 endless. 
Pardon? I said, you really know the Bible. Oh, I'm still learning. Trust me, trust oh, me. I'm still learning. I, I get, I get, I get a little nugget here and there, and it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Get one of those ah moments. Oh, one of those ah moments. Say ah, yeah. That's what. Oh no, do. that's so cool. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what I learned the other day. I'm learning something every other day. About the Bible. Yeah, same here. To, to study for to, to study for these talk shows, uh, a lot of times I'll pick subjects that I don't know a whole lot about either, and then just keep studying them. And it's just uh, it's so exciting, you know. To, uh, if anybody can think of a subject that they want to uh, discuss, we can discuss it, you know, week by week. Um, I, I try not to go over the same things all the time, but like I say, for the sake of, of new men and women that come on the shows, I want to be able to keep it interesting yet basic. I don't want to get too deep because it's like if you don't have the milk of the word, you can't understand the meat. You know, like yeah. to get into Revelations or Daniel, I, I just can't do that because it's too deep. It's too deep for... Uh, Newcomers, and this is why I want to keep this basically simple. And this is why a lot of men and women have come in here and wanted to, uh, you know, do a lot of debating and, and um, you know, arguing the Bible. And I don't want it to be that way. Like I'm not saying I know everything, but I just want to give men and women the the basics of what I know, and they can take it and study it themselves. I just want to introduce. I just want to introduce men and women to. Um, you know, get a little trust in, in the Bible. If they get a little trust in the Bible, then in return, they'll start trusting God if they can see that the Bible is true. Uh, a lot of men and women don't even believe the Bible. So if you, I, I'd say if you, if, you, if you can't believe the Bible, well, uh, you're stuck. You, there's no hope um, because, it. you know, we know that God says in the Bible that God cannot lie. So first of all... Um, if you can't believe those words, uh, that's that's a bad start right off the hop because further on in the Bible, it says that all scriptures are inspired by God. Yeah. Ben- beneficial for teaching, for reproving, and for setting things straight. So if God cannot yeah. lie, then that must be true, and then the next scripture must be true, and then it, then you got to get in, into a study of, of the Bible because... God says, study the scriptures, like you say, Eric, study the scriptures daily. Make sure that they are so. Meditate on them. You know. Yeah, the word, the word meditate actually means mumble. So speak them out loud. Mm-hmm. You, you read them out loud when you read the Bible. Do not read them in your mind. Read them out loud. That's why God spoke, he uttered, let there be light. Yeah, it's got power. Yes. Oh, uh, uh, speech has has lots of power. Uh, that's why anybody who heals anybody, they're, they're not just praying in their minds, they're speaking it out. <clears throat> and, and when you pray in your closet, speak out loud and don't do it in your mind. Don't do it in your heart. Do it. Do it out loud. 
Praise God Almighty. Thank you for my life. Thank you for everything that you do for me. Out loud. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So that's the mumbling. That's meditation. It's not meaning uh, uh, um, om or anything like that. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't mean uh, uh, concentrate, 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 concentrate. It means uh, speak it out loud. Uh, also, uh, ask for uh, clarification, and he'll give it to you. Yeah. That's a, that's cool. He gives you that. Gives us understanding. Yes, yes. He's, he's the only one that truly can give us give us understanding. Within, yeah, with, he wrote it. Yep, yeah, without him guiding us and without him teaching us. Um, like, the, it reminds me of a scripture that says, uh, do not lean upon your own understanding. But yeah, on, no kidding. Yeah. We have to get the uh, the understanding from him and we have to ask for it. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, we have to ask for it from him. Um, yeah. Yeah, randomly opening the Bible too is kind of cool because you're going to get a little nugget here and there too. But uh, it, it's actually better to to start from the beginning and understand what God is saying, and and then and then and then start listening to preachers talk about what you read, and then you go, oh yeah, yeah, I know that story. It's really good. Right? Saddam and Gomorrah, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. nobody understands uh, how evil that city was. Yeah, I know. God, 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 God uh, said that he, to Abraham that he was going to destroy it. And then, uh, so God sends two angels. And those men, those men, those men wanted strange flesh. So they were going after the angels. And then uh, I don't know if God blinded them or the angels did, but that didn't stop them. They kept going. They still wanted him, the the angels. Yes. That's how evil it was. They didn't stop. Like if you were blinded, would you like? Uh, what did I do to deserve this? Like stop and think. But no, they kept going and going and going. Yeah, they. They were just. Eh? It says it says in the Bible that they were crawling to to trying to get to the angels and have sex. I know they were crawling to try and have sex with these angels. Um, Blinding yeah. them didn't stop them, but killing will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and there's another prophecy. Sorry, Eric. There's another prophecy. Okay, that that we can see apparently. I'd like to study this one more too. Apparently, the the land where Sodom and Gomorrah um, was, and uh, where you know God destroyed this city with fire and sulfur and brimstone, great big pieces of rock, fire and brimstone. Apparently, these these pieces of rock are still there. Yeah, yeah. And no one will build that city ever again. And he and God wrote that. He said, "And no more shall Sodom and Gomorrah be be anything. Mm-hmm. No more. Babylon, Babylon was destroyed, and no more. 
No, uh, what's his name there? Um, Saddam Hussein tried to rebuild it, but it's 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 no more. It's still no more in Iraq. So, yeah, God's word is true. Yeah, and he's allowed things to be here for us to see these things. And so, you know, no one can really say that the Bible's not true because the evidence is all around us. Yeah, the cool thing about Michael Rood is he actually takes you uh, in, uh, in, uh, in those areas and he shows you the land. Yeah, he picks up brimstone. He says, yeah, we, uh, we light these up to warm up at night and uh, they burn all night. Yeah, Janine was just putting here on the uh, chat board. She says, and that brimstone with blue fire yeah. can, cannot be found anywhere else on the earth. Oh, really? Wow, nice. Imagine that, eh? <laughs> Wild. <laughs> you guys want to hear something really cool about the Bible? Of course. <laughs> the shortest ver- the shortest uh um sh- verse or chapter is uh, Psalms 117. The oh. longest verse in the Bible is Psalms 119. And the exact middle of the Bible is Psalms 118.8. And if you look at 118.8, the center of that verse is the Lord. So the Lord is exactly in the middle of the Bible. Okay, I've got to look that up. Oh, it's amazing. What is it again? Which Psalms is that? The middle of the Bible? Which one is that? 118. Okay, I'll find that. 8. 118.8? Yeah. And I'm not sure if this is true or not, but some say, uh, I I thought I heard uh, there's 1188 chapters before Psalms 118.8, and there's 1188 chapters after Psalms 118.8. Really? Yeah. Wow. So how divine is that? Yeah. Like, if you don't believe that, like, like he did it with the shortest verse and the longest verse. Chapter. Longest, shortest chapter and the longest chapter. Hmm. That's heavy. Wow. Yeah, he's... <sighs> So, like, there's a purpose for everything he does, eh? Yeah. Everything has a divine purpose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, St- study Chuck. Study Chuck Misler. He's got lots of tidbits like this. Lots and lots and lots. That's interesting. He he studies. Um, uh, I think it's called eschatology, and that's and that's mysteries, that's um, that's supernatural stuff. Because mm-hmm. he because he's a doctor, a physicist. Mm-hmm. So of course those things are going to uh, to uh, um, really appeal to him, eh? Being a scientist, right? 
does he um does he talk about anything that that uh proves the bible oh every every everything that comes out of his mouth is all about the bible oh okay daniel he loves daniel he loves genesis i'm gonna write his name down in my little book chuck misler oh listen to uh kent hovind also Okay, I'll just write write this down here, Chuck. I could give you dozens of names of guys that are really good at at. See, I like to listen to everyone, right? That's how that's how you get uh, more clarification. Yes, for sure. Because God's speaking in their ears, also they just say it differently. Some are totally right off the right off the radar, but you know. Dean's putting these names in the chat board, also, Eric. Thank you. Awesome. Chuck Holbind. Yes. He's he's the one that they put in jail there for the taxes because they want to shut him up. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Here, here we go with uh, some of these prophecies. You know, like we know we're we're going to have a serious problem in the future um, because um, when we get into Revelations and into Daniel and, and those prophecies, you know, of the future, that uh, the government is going to clamp down on a religion and there's yeah. At that time, they're going to say, "Oh, now we have peace and security." There's <clears throat> these are some of the prophecies I want to cover a little bit in in our show here about the future and things that we have to watch for. Um, because when the governments, you know, it could be this one world order. They're going to say, "Now we have peace and security," and the Bible says there will be no peace. Then sudden destruction will come upon them. Let me see if we can get back to that. I want to um, talk a little bit about that, uh, Eric, if we could, a little bit about the future prophecies. Yeah. Okay, with you? If I can find... I've got three three <clears throat> pages of stuff here on the go. i got to find out where, where I was and where I'm going. Uh, Just give me a sec there. I'll be right back. All right. But continue. Okay. Find 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 the place there that you're. Okay, you go ahead and do whatever you got to do, and I'll give you a couple of minutes here. I'll just kind of go over my notes here. Uh, Sorry, friends, I just want to... I had a whole list of things talking about the the future. Um, Like I was saying earlier, in Matthew 24, it talks about the end days. Maybe maybe I might go there for a little bit if... uh,
What do you mean if you have to go or anything? You know, like it is... Well, it's only 9.30 yet, but I know you have things to do too, so I like to say I don't like these shows to be a long, long time because I don't want to overwhelm men and women. I want them to be able to have enough to absorb and yet not too much information. So I'm just still looking over my notes here. I think my brain's getting tired, but uh, I just, just slow down a little bit, that's all. Let me just go through my notes here. Okay. 296. Okay, I'll just wait, kind of wait a little bit, a little second here till Eric gets back. But um, here's some of the scriptures um, that are talking about the... Bible prophecies that are yet to be fulfilled, okay? And um, what I want to talk about first, before I get to that, is is the, the prophecies that Jesus talked about and uh, that are actually, yeah, Janine, Eric's great. Yes, just, just love chatting with me. So he's so full of God, you can just feel it. Uh, it's just wonderful to have him here. I just, I'm so tickled too. And, and you are also in Matthew. Well, Matthew's pretty quiet. Matthew's, well, he's not here right now, but he loves listening. He just loves to listen. He doesn't want to say anything. And ever, not very often does he ask a question even. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, uh, yeah, Janine, so if we could talk just for a few minutes about, uh, <clears throat> and for the sake of others, you know, that pick these shows up later, eh? We've got to think of them. That's what I'm thinking of. Because I know you, Janine, where your heart's at, and Eric's, obviously. So if we can work together here and just, uh, you know, not only encourage each other, but think of ones that we can send to the call. We can say, oh, well, you know, at Sonia's call, there's there's one on prophecy, if you want to learn about that. Or there's one on hell, what hell is all about. Or there's one on resurrections, like um, Sam's wife, I should be careful here. Anyway, our, our friend Sam, his wife lost a baby years ago, and that is what has really depressed her. She's never really gotten over it. I'm hoping someday that I can have the opportunity to, to get to know her and speak with her, and this is where talking to her about God and his promise for the future, that we have the opportunity to ha- to, to be with our loved ones again and the opportunity of the resurrection. So I'm trying to label and and stay on topic with our talks so that if we can send someone and say, oh, you know, there's a talk on uh, resurrections or, uh, like I say, death, you know, where the dead really are, you know. And uh, so I'm just reading um, what you're saying here, Janine. You're going to check out Chuck Misler on Daniel after this is over. Okay, well, is he got a... Oh, I was going to say, does he have a meeting or something? Or are you just going to check on YouTube? Well, we come on at 7, 8, 9, 
think two and a half hours to me is 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 long enough because I know you've got your day to begin, Janine and uh, Isaiah, my grandbaby. I'm sure he's got other things to do too, so I don't want to overwhelm him either. I know Eric and I could probably chat all night, but <coughs> what I have to talk about, I'm sure Eric's. He's a, he's a wealth of information. It's just wonderful to talk with him. But anyway, maybe I'll just. <coughs> I try. Maybe, hi, Eric. Could you hear us <laughs> talking? Uh, just last just, uh, second. Will you just mute it out? No. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I muted myself out. Yeah. Well, I'm saying I was saying to Janine and. Uh, Isaiah is on. I know Isaiah is probably, he's a young man, so he's probably got other things to do, and I didn't want the show to go on too long. I don't want to overwhelm. I was just saying, with with these talk shows, you know, if if you've got someone, like I know a woman that's lost a baby that's devastated, I'd love to be able to talk with her and lead her to the shows. And the shows I try and and, um, uh, title, you know, there might be a resurrection, a show on resurrection, or a show on death, where are the dead? You know, so I've got try to keep my shows labeled and try to keep them on track the best that we can. I know it's easy to get talking about anything and everything. So, oh yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to keep Janine and I say on very much longer because Janine's just starting her day, and she's going to go to um, check out Chuck Misler uh, about <laughs> on Daniel. Yeah. She said, after this is over. So I'm sure she's anxious to get on with her day. So I won't, uh, just for the sake There's of... There's lots of YouTube um, with Daniel. There's, uh, I think there's a couple six-hour ones. <laughs> Compilations, oh, eh? I bet. I bet Daniel and Revelations. and Yeah. I'd love to... I, w- I want to study Revelations first. That just seems to be my... But Daniel's great, too, but... Anyway, what I wanted to talk about just for just for a couple of minutes, and we've been over this for before, <clears throat> and just lead friends. Okay, we're talking about the um, the predictions of our day, like right now. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah. In uh, in uh, Matthew twenty four, I can just say to to friends that uh, those scriptures in Matthew twenty four. Um, I'll just read a little bit, and I'm sure you know you know this well, but just for the sake of ones that may pick the show up, uh, Jesus and his disciples were together, and uh, upon G- Jesus' disciples approached, let me read this instead of just, I think my brain's getting tired. Departing now, Jesus was on his way from the temple, but his disciples approached uh, to show him the buildings of the temple. So in response, he said to them, Do you not behold all these things? Truly I say to you, that by no means will a stone stand here and a stone not thrown down. Uh, while he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples approached him privately and said, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the signs of your presence? and the conclusion of the system of things, okay? The sign of Christ's presence. 
in the one case. of the theories about why the stones were all uh, uh, taken apart was that there was a lot of gold in the temple. And when they set fire to the temple, it all melted. So there would have been a lot of gold stuck and cling to the rocks, uh, to the stones. And that's why uh, one of all the stones were, were torn apart for the gold, right? Mm-hmm. That's a theory. Yes. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. So anyway, um, Jesus' disciples asked Christ. You know, they, they thought, you know, they didn't know if the end was going to come then or what was going on. But he said, what was Oh, yeah, he... totally. Yeah. Yeah, he thought he was going to take over right then and there. Yeah. Yeah. That's where they were hoping. Yeah, they were. So they asked him, what will be the conclusion of the system of things? So the whole chapter of 24, like I said, and also in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you can read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John basically the same theme of the the conclusion of the system of things. So um, I'll just read off a few little things here, but I'm just telling our friends that, you know, pick up the show and... uh, these are the signs of the last days, okay? Uh, for nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be food shortages and earthquakes in one place after another. All these things are a beginning of the pangs of distress. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's uh, read down a little more here. It says that, then people will deliver you up to tribulation and will kill you, and you will be objects of hatred by all nations on the account of my name. Yeah. And then, like nowadays, you know, if you mention God, like God's hardly uh, mentioned anymore. There are a lot of people that are still, you know, are coming to God, but, you know, the nations do not want to recognize God. So, unfortunately, there's only one religion on this earth that uh that uh um kills because you're not with them and they behead you and that's uh um islam oh is that right yep mm-hmm. well yeah and if you're is. if you're not for allah then you're against allah mm-hmm. so that's why they behead Okay, and it says... So, uh, a fellow by the name of Walid Shabbat used to be Islamic, and he used to hate Christians. But he married a Christian, and uh, she got him to read the Bible. And uh, his eyes were opened. Wow. <laughs> and, he, and he loves revelations also. So he'll explain a, a good portion of, of, of what, what things might be. Mm-hmm. Remember I said that uh, things come in twos? Yeah. Well, he also explains in the wording that that, that statue is, is, going to, is, is going to come again. Like, uh, like uh, um, Nebuchadnezzar was, was, the, was the gold head. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 so forth, right? So so that 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 type of kingdom will come again. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I see what you're saying, Eric. Yeah, yeah. The, 
the repetition of his theme sort of thing. And then and then the stone is going to destroy the statue and become a mountain, which is Jesus. Jesus is the stone. Mm-hmm. So for my name's sake, you'll be hated by all nations. So obviously there's going to be Islam uh, uprising, right? Mm-hmm. It's starting now. Yeah. They're multiplying like rabbits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd just like to read a couple more verses here on, on that issue about the uh, the sign of Christ's presence in the last days. Um, it says, many false prophets will rise and mislead many. Yep. Yep. And because the... One of the funniest things about Muslims is uh, once they have control... Right? They start fighting each other. Oh no, you're not Muslim like me. <laughs> they, yeah. they kill each other. Like, like, oh. Well, that- every time, every time I stop my truck, eh, and I go to fuel up, I look at the front of my of, of the grill, eh. It's full of bugs, eh, dead bugs. Yeah. What do the live bugs do? Go, eat, go eat their the dead bugs. <laughs> that reminds me of Muslims. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Shit flies. This is yeah. That that's a um, what the Bible says too. That uh, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love among yourself. And if we yes. have love among ourselves, we will not kill each other, and we will yeah. not kill anyone. Um, you know, in these days, the, the, you know, we just don't do that. We don't go to war. You know, for any reason. Um, yeah. Don't, yeah, unless we had to, you know, I guess if we had to actually defend ourselves or our, our household, then we can defend them. But, uh, no, we, that's the problem. Catholics go, fight against Catholic, and they, they, they have religious wars. Uh, you know, the government says, only God we trust, and we're going to save our, you know, our 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 nation and stuff like this and and they're all going to war many religious many religious wars probably you know a lot of these are, are wars are over religion and that's that's yeah, something it, that we have to refrain from we we can't go to war and a little further in the scripture here and uh and because lawlessness will be uh, will abound the love of many will grow cold yeah. So that means a lot of us, a lot of our brothers and sisters are gonna are going to uh, uh, be so depressed that that uh, they're not gonna be able to to hold the spirit anymore. That's that's the scary part because, as you said that, Eric, the next scripture says, "But he that endures to the end is the one that will be saved." Yeah, yeah. Everybody got to realize that it's only a pit stop here. Here's one I like in 24 and 14, the signs of the last days, okay? And this good yeah. news of the kingdom will be preached in all the inhabited earth for a witness to all the nations, and then the end would, will come. God will make yeah. sure that everybody's had the opportunity to get to know him, absolutely, before he ends this system. And then we'll yeah. Go, yeah, little for 
further down, it says, in fact, in 22, in, in verse 22, it says... Oh, in, go to 15 first, though. Okay. I want to explain that to, to everyone. Oh, you're at a pit stop, so you've got your Bible out. Oh, I do. I got oh, it on my phone. Wonderful. Therefore, when you catch the sight of the disgusting thing that causes desolation, as spoken through Daniel the prophet, standing in a holy place. Yeah, okay. Pause there. In in mine, I think it's uh, King James. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place. Now, the abomination of desolation, what they're going to do is they're going to place a statue in the temple. And a statue is an idol. Uh-huh. And and God hates more than anything else is people worshipping an inanimate object. Yeah. Something that is not real. He cannot stand that whatsoever. I'm sure it's an insult. Those are that's one of the things that he hates the most. That and pride, because pride, pride, uh, pride takes you away from him. Can't serve two masters, right? Can't serve yourself and God. Mm-hmm. So that that's what the abomination of desolation. That's 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 the the sign, and then that will be the the Jews. Uh, um, that will open their eyes, and they're going to see uh, blasphemy upon blasphemy upon blasphemy. That, that they're going to lose it when they see that in their temple. Well, <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of things that are going to happen, and you know, uh, like we've said, you know, we don't know the day or the hour. Like some of this stuff, God will put it into their hearts when it's the time. Uh, for this to be completed, it's somewhere in the Bible it says that he will put it into their hearts. You know, there's going to be the king of the north and the king of the south. They're going to be fighting and and uh, whatever's going to go on. You know, lots I don't know. And this is why this is great to be talking about this because we just, you know, this is where the light's going to get brighter. Hey, we're going to learn. We're going to learn. So there's just just the point I wanted to get across with uh, people, friends. Sorry. Um, not so much who's on the call, but like I say, others that come to the call, is a lot of men and women don't believe that we're in the last days right now. You know? But oh, we, we are. Yeah, well, we believe, yeah. Um, I, I just want to mention a couple of things that might uh, help uh, men and women understand that, you know, yeah, if we just look sensibly at uh, the water pollution, the air pollution, the the soil pollution, you know, the pollution of our bodies, the pollution of our food, um, all all this here, our world right at this time is almost to a point of no return. The nations, there's here's a, a scripture in uh, Matthew says, nations will rise against nations, and nations will not know the way out. The nations at, yeah. this, at this point do not know the way out. And there's another scripture in there that says, men will be faint out of fear 
of the expectations of the things to come. Faint out of fear, not knowing the way out. We're, we're in those days. We're, we're in the generation now where it can't go much further. You know, anybody can just push a button and, and we're dead. And in uh, Matthew 24, 2, it says, If God did not cut the days short, man would surely destroy all flesh. And we will. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a matter of time. So, you know, for the ones that take a look at Matthew 24, read it over several times and really get the gist of it, you know. And uh, like I say, you can find it in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John about, you know, signs of the last days. That's a prophecy. That's a warning for us, you know, so that yep. we can be awake. Yeah, because the Bible says stay awake, keep alert, you know, do not be sleeping, <laughs> you know, because yep. God is going to come like a thief in the night. They yes. Won't, we won't expect it. We're gonna for as it. lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. That's uh, 27. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. Yeah, you can add to to this, you know. Um, we probably won't get at um, the future prophecies are really exciting. Maybe I can continue next week. But uh, just just to have these points on this call for ones that come on, you know, like um, I, I, I post these on Facebook also. I post my shows on Facebook. Um, and a lot of people on Facebook know me, so it's it's obviously obvious that you know they're not interested in the Bible. Um, I don't have any 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 friends outside of of you know the, I I study with Jehovah's Witnesses, so outside of them, there's no friends. You know, I have acquaintances, but any anybody that's kind of friend on Facebook you know, is is not really a friend. Um, they're acquaintance, and, uh, but they don't come on to the shows, but I post them there all the time. And I try to post a little something, you know, to draw encouragement, because you never know when something happens in someone's life, you know. It could be a lost yep. one, lost loved one, you know, or so, something in their life that, that changes. That's what that's changed my thinking, was I lost my mother. And about two years after I lost my mother, I started thinking, you know, I started asking questions to myself, you know, what's life all about? Where, where's my mother? And, you know, so you never know what will change in someone's life and, and God knows their hearts and he'll draw them. He'll draw them. You just have to, all you can hope for is that they're saved and you will be rejoiced. Oh yeah. That's the only thing you can hope for. Well, it's all in God's hands, eh? Well, and that your and your name is in the book of life. Oh yeah, for sure. That's, that's so. Uh, wish verse thirty-seven here, but the but as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. So, the days of Noah in Genesis. Uh, the angels uh, perverted the uh, the uh, the DNA, and there were giants, right? And they were called Nephilim. Not necessarily they had babies with uh, the women, but uh, they did something to the DNA to pervert the line, so that uh, 
so that the seed of Adam would not uh, produce Jesus, right? So, again, they're tampering with the food and, and the structure of the DNA of the, of the grain, the corn. I'm told that uh, we have, what, 23 or 22 carat chromosomes? 22, right? 23, right? Yeah, I think men have one less or more. I'm not sure. And then, and then a normal grain would have seven chromosomes. And then to find out that with this GMO, there's 43 chromosomes in a uh, in a grain. Oh boy! Of wheat. Yeah. So they're really. Yeah. Yeah. They're messing. Yeah. See, even that would eventually destroy us. What they're doing with the food, like it says, there were. If God didn't cut the days short, man would surely destroy all flesh. Just, just what Monsanto's well, doing with the food will destroy us. Yeah, uh, I think it's just going to just alter us more than uh, destroy us. The the plagues that they have will destroy us. Yeah, yeah. The so the, the bombs, <laughs> but uh, the f- the food is going to is going to change us. It's going to make us crazy. It's going to make us uh, uh, sinful and lustful, and that's what's going on with the internet right now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Free love. Yeah, I was I was guilty of it too. Um, well, we've all went through. You know, if we weren't raised to know God, we've we've went through our sinful, you know, a route, not knowing, you know, not knowing, and uh, this is why we have to repent, which means turn around. Repent means turn around, change your ways, strip off the old. Change your ways. Yeah. Strip off the old personality and put on a new according to God's image. Yeah, put away the old man. <laughs> That's what it says, put away the old man. Does it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I believe you. I yeah. Believe you. yeah. Get rid of the old man and you and you and be born again. Be of be of new spirit. Mm-hmm. Live in the spirit, eh? Live in the spirit. Not live uh, the fleshly desires of the body that that we are trapped in right now, but become uh, part of God and and live in His Spirit and and shun this fleshly body, you know, kind of thing, you know, not to not to succumb to the desires of the world, to the desires of sin. Um, yeah, and to phrase uh, um, King Solomon. Solomon had everything he wanted in this world because he was the richest and, and there will be no one richer than him. And he, he had 900, concubine, or 900 wives and probably seven or 800 concubines. And he says, he's, driven, he's drinking rivers of wine and, and, and had as many virgins as he wanted. And yet the flesh was never satisfied. So, so the flawed thinking of a Muslim, thinking that they're going to get their 77 virgins and rivers of wine when they die, is so flawed, beyond flaw. Yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> and the only thing that gives you any peace is Christ in your heart. 
Thank you, Eric. I don't live the same with with Christ in my heart. I'm 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 actually at peace in my heart. I don't desire anything anymore. Anything of the flesh, you mean it? Pardon? Anything of the flesh. The desire yeah. of the flesh. The yeah. Of the like there's there's things I you know want, but you know, uh it's not something that I um, that lords over me, or um, what's the word takes over. You know, like uh, becomes an obsession, mm-hmm. right? So, praise God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe maybe tomorrow. If if we can a little bit, or tomorrow, next next week, um, yeah, I can continue with um, like we've talked about uh, past prophecies and uh, present prophecies, prophecies that were uh, told by Jesus in Matthew twenty four for one. That's just one yeah. small spot, eh, of the prophecies that are that that, that are happening nowadays. And um, you know maybe we can talk about the, the future. Uh, the promises of God, what's going to happen in the future, the wonderful things we have to look forward to, the the, the peaceful earth that we have to look forward to. Um, I've covered that in um, w- one of my uh, talk shows, and it was titled, You Can Live Forever <clears throat> in Paradise on Earth. And it was all the scriptures talking about the earth and what we'll be doing. And, um, you know, there'll be a resurrection of our loved ones. It says there'll be a resurrection of the righteous and the unrighteous. And uh, it talks about the wolf and the lamb residing together. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And all these things that are going to be happening in the future. So... Um, now, 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 the righteous and the unrighteous. Remember, everybody lives. It's just where you're going. I know you got a hard time believing that... Uh, that the unrighteous are going to pay, but they will. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they, they like the lake, them. lake of sulfur. There, yeah. That's for Satan and everybody who follows him. Anybody who who is with the way of the world, anybody who's lukewarm. Mm-hmm. He hates lukewarm people. Yeah. Yes, he does. He's got more respect for somebody who's got who's cold than somebody who's bouncing back and forth. Yeah, and that's most of us. And that's most of us. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I'm guilty of it. So am I. So am I. It's it's a constant fight, eh? Like Paul like Paul put it, he says, Pummel your body, beat your body as a slave. You know, like it's it's a constant fight. So he said you gotta beat your body like a slave in order to you know, follow God and please God. It's it's a fight every day. We've got a fight with our mind, with our thoughts, with um, you know everything that Satan throws at us every day. He's always like you can wake up in the morning and think, okay, what's Satan going to throw at me today? Because you know he's gonna. So it's it's a fight every day, and it's it's not easy. At, at a lot of times, it's not easy, and God will allow us to be tested. 
And he says that testing us will will um, prove obedience. Like even Jesus, it, it said uh, scripture somewhere. Eric, maybe you'll remember this. I think Janine will remember. It says that even Jesus Christ learned obedience through his death. Jesus Christ learned obedience. Like so, he he had things to learn too. He came down here as 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 a man, and went through, you know, um, did fulfilled God's purpose as a man, and he succeeded. You know, God would have had to change the plans if God did, if Jesus did not uh, succeed and 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 follow through with God's will. It, it would have been totally different. Who knows what would have happened? But he succeeded. So even Jesus Christ learned obedience through his trial. So we all have to go through these trials. And, uh, you know, we can turn these lemons into lemonade. <laughs> sort of yeah, thing. and Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is obey me. Yeah. What a sacrifice, eh? Just for us, that shows his love and his father's love for us. The sacrifice that yeah. they, did, they did for us. Like, and then when I think of all the unjust things that are done to me and I think of what Jesus did, it's like, oh, wow. The unblemished lamb. How silly am I to think that, uh, that things are unjust. Yeah. Well, Eric, it's almost 10 o'clock. What time is it on the land where you are? <laughs> you don't want to know. Uh, three minutes to eight. You're, you're in... Uh, and the sun's in my face, actually. <laughs> eight in the morning? No, eight at night. Oh, you're in Alberta. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. The, the, sun, the sun's kind of so slowly dipping down. It's in my That's face right now. I got my sunglasses on. <laughs> so the evening's just approaching you. Yeah, yeah, the evening is just approaching. Oh, wow. You could go on for hours then, but I'm kind of bushed. Oh, yeah, I'm 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 way up north too, so the the days are a little longer in right. the summer. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's light out till 9:30, 10. Yeah. At this time of the year. Well, I, you know, if if friends wanted to get together, I since there are openings throughout the week, I don't want to interrupt anyone else's shows. Well, not, there's not many on this show anyway, but I don't care if it's one person, one man or woman. I mean, pardon me, you got to get that person word out of my mind. I don't care. Oh, don't worry about that word. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't affect you. No. Why would it? That's the thing about being a man. Man cannot be latched. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just Who says to... I can't go build a plane and fly it around? Yeah. Who say that? I can't. The Wright brothers did it. What makes <laughs> them so special? They never got a pilot license. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. You know? You're right. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Did they did they tell the first caveman, Oh no, you can't build that wheel. That's gonna turn into a car one day. <laughs> You're gonna need a license for that wheel, man. <laughs> <laughs> But 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 I can bring sticks a lot better with this. <laughs> I can move sticks and rocks with wheelbarrow. <laughs> yeah. 
Just imagine the things that we'll we'll be able to do in God's system, eh? Here on the earth. Oh, I just I just can't. Yeah, it's gonna be so great. It's it's gonna be great to to know. Just to know what God's plan was. Yeah. Why why everything was the way it was. But you know, I remember yeah. I remember a scripture somewhere that says. In God's new system, God's new order, whatever you want to call it, okay, here on the earth, okay, the earth will be filled with righteous people, brothers and sisters like us. And it says, yes. it says, the former things will not be called to mind. Nice. Um, That's going to be awesome. We will look for the evil one, but we will not find him. Something like that. We will look for, like... It's like we wait. God comes today, and Jesus, you know, and they change this system, and we're going to wake up tomorrow, and it's going to be totally different. And it's going to take us time to get used to that. Like God has a plan, you know that, and it's all progress. It's all progress. It's not like um, we're going to instantly be perfect, or you know, I I no more tears. Yeah. No more tears. Yeah, it'll be all happiness. And we'll be able to discover the earth and travel it. And and uh, we'll be at peace with the animals. And uh, the way it was meant to be, you know, to walk out in, on the earth and see all the animals not afraid of us, um, walk by us, whatever, you know, a bird may land on our hand. Uh, we can pet the lions. It says that... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the lambs will play with the lions, yeah. <laughs> Exciting. Eh? So that that was part of the some of the screen. The kind of thing that disturbs me is that uh Satan's gonna be locked up for a thousand years and then he's gonna be let loose a while. <laughs> Why would you let that go loose again? <laughs> we are huh. We've There's going to be some unbelievers again, and uh, and they're and and they're going to rebel against Christ, and he's going to take care of all that in the end. Yeah. Even even during his millennium reign. Wow. <laughs> I'm yeah. So, I'm so tickled to talk with you. Yeah. Because um, during that thousand year reign, the resurrected ones. See, here's where again where we go: the righteous and the unrighteous will be resurrected, and some will be given that opportunity. Like say, babies. Babies haven't had an opportunity to know God, so they're going to grow up, become men and women, and uh, you know decide you know if they want to serve God. And in the Bible, yeah. it says that some will die as a mere young boy at a hundred years old. So some will. Be, wow. Some will be taken out of the picture, you know, because they will rebel. But and and during that reign, they, you know, if they rebel during that reign, they will not they will not survive till the end of the thousand years. And at the end of the yeah. thousand years is when the earth will be perfected and mankind will be per- perfected totally. And uh, so yeah. that's why Satan Satan's going to be let loose one more time. For a short period of time to mislead the nations again, and uh, that's that. That will be the final um, final role for Satan. Yeah. Satan will be finally destroyed 
uh, after that thousand year reign he'll just be let out let loose again for a short period of time so yeah it is kind of scary in a way you think well we got to make this system then we got to make another thousand years but with god's blessings and uh you know our well the justness that's 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 the key the justness of everything right yes everything will be just Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the important. Yes, we'll be given full opportunity to have free will. God wanted to create man and woman with absolute free will. That shows His love for us. How much He really loves us. That He He wants us to love Him from our hearts, not not yes. out of, not out of obligation, um, not out of fear. Uh, out, of, out of real love from our hearts and show him. So he's actually going to create, you know, a, a race that really loves him uh, f- from their heart and, and have a wonderful relationship with him to live forever. The opportunity, who knows what he's got in store for us. Like, it's just so exciting. If he says we have the opportunity to live forever, uh, he's got plans. <laughs> yeah. And we don't know them yet. Like, this Bible only goes till the thousand-year reign. And then after the thousand-year reign, we have the opportunity to live forever, but there will be new scrolls opened after the thousand-year reign. No, everybody will live forever. Everybody. It's just where you're going is the choice. Oh, okay. So you're talking about heaven or earth, or what are you talking about, Eric? No, I'm talking about the evil ones spending eternity in, in the lake of fire. Okay, that that might be a subject itself for us, because I'm sure you and I might might have some everybody. Questions. Everybody will get an eternal body. Okay, everybody, the evil ones and the righteous, and and and, and the ones written in the book of life. Okay, everybody gets a new body, and it's an eternal body. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, if you're going into the lake. You're spending your time there. Are you saying that they'll be tortured? Well, yeah, they'll have en- endless, endless uh, days, days of, of of being thirsty, days, days of being uh, days on end, uh, being without Christ. Mm-hmm. That's torture enough. For sure. Well, we can uh, have that as a subject. Yeah, I know you don't believe that, but well, I, I that's don't... it's written. It's written. Mhm, mhm. Eternal damnation. That says it. Every that says everything. Mm-hmm. Right now. Uh, the the chosen are separated from the ones that are going to uh uh to the lake of fire and uh that was the rich man parable there in Lazarus yeah and then Lazarus said send him back so that he can tell my brothers of this place yeah hey man they have Moses and the prophets 
And if they don't adhere to him, they won't listen to another guy. So that was in Abraham's bosom there. There was a chasm that neither one could reach the other. Send Lazarus and put a a drop of water on my tongue. He was already in torment, Mm -hmm. but not the actual eternal torment that that he's destined for because everybody gets judged on on the one day. Yeah, well, when judgment day comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we could uh like I say we could pick that for a, su- a subject itself because that's a very important subject, Eric, I believe, because um a lot of men and women believe that when we die, we either go to heaven or we go to hell, like right now. And mm-hmm. so I had a I had a, a show on death and how the Bible described death, you know, what what is death. And so I, I think that's that's a very good subject to talk about. And like you're saying, um, you know, so, some believe that, you know, uh, we'll be tormented forever and ever and ever. And I don't quite agree to that. So maybe what we can do... I know you don't. That's why, that's why I'm, I'm iterating what the Bible actually says. Okay, well, this is... What what I'm thinking is we can we can uh, study that together and uh, pull up some subjects and have a have a nice kind um, argument. So the an argument is as we know in common law setting setting things straight. So we can just toss around uh, scriptures and oh, yeah. leave, leave it with the talk show and any men and women that pick it up. And wherever God leads us and takes us, you know, we'll go from there. But I, yeah. I'd, I'd love to, love to um, get together with you, and let's do this. It'd be fun. Sure. It'd be fun because we're going to learn. We're, we're obviously yeah. going to learn from each other. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hi, guest six. Guest six just just popped in. Uh, they're a late one. It's. Ten after twelve, or maybe the maybe they're where you are, Eric, and it's only eight thirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guess six. Put up a scripture here, and I'm, I'm going to look it up. Matthew, awesome. Matthew five and twenty-five. I actually have Matthew open here, so it won't be too hard to find. Matthew five. <clears throat> you back on the road, Eric? Five twenty-five. Oh, I gotta go uh, change uh, Matthew. Five. You're not back on the road yet, eh, Eric? Oh no, no, no! I'm I'm shut off for the night. Oh, you're down, are you? You're out for the night? Oh, well, that's great. Glad you had another safe trip. Not really. I'd rather go offload, turn and burn. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna read this scripture that I uh, guess six put here. Guess six is saying, "Hello, Sonia and all," with a big smile. Hi, Guest 6. Thanks for coming. I'll read that scripture, Guest 6, that you put up here for us. Thank you. Be about settling matters quickly with the one complaining against you at law. While you are with him on the way there, 
that somehow the complainant may not turn you over to the judge and the judge to the court attendant and you get thrown into prison. Yep. Mm-hmm. Be quick about Reconcile to your brother. Yeah, be quick about settling matters with yep. the one complaining against you at law. Exactly what Carl teaches. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't even have to go to court. Settle in the private and uh, quickly, quickly. That's the thing we do a lot of times too. Eh? You know, I thought I did this myself. I might have something bothering me about something that someone said or did or whatever. And, you know, you hold it in, and you hold it in, and you hold it in, you know, and that's not healthy, <laughs> you know. But, you know, hopefully you can, you know, this is where love has to come into the picture, right? Love, you know. To yeah, be- well, so if something's bothered, if it's not harm, injury, or loss, yeah, then ju- just forgive it. Just forgive it because it's just an emotion more than anything else. Yeah. And emotions betray us the most. Yeah, or just talk about it, right? Or just talk about it. Yeah. Or if you can, uh, if they're willing to talk about it without being offended, sure. Mm-hmm. Talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, hi, Cheyenne just popped in too, Eric. Hi, Cheyenne. Busy girl. Oh, Cheyenne. Right yeah. on. Cheyenne just popped in too. So I guess... I hope things are going well for you, Cheyenne. Guess six just said here, agree with thy adversary quickly. Yeah, yep. that's what the Bible, yeah, for sure. There's a scripture that says, do not, how's that go, Eric? Uh, Janine, do not, oh, basically, do not go to bed with uh, something on, on your mind. Say a husband. On, don't go to bed on your anger. Yeah. Something like that. Don't go to bed in some yeah. sort of state. Yeah. Yeah. Have all It'll tear you up. <clears throat> and it will. Well, um, friends that just popped in, Cheyenne, I guess six. Yeah, we were just talking about prophecies. Uh, we talked about past prophecies. In the, in the Bible times, we talked about uh, uh, prophecies that uh, we can actually see around the world of prophecies that happen, artifacts that are that are still in the world, um, like the Pool of Shilom and uh, uh, specific walls, you know, that tell stories of the Bible. So we talked about the past history in the Bible, a few, few odd things. Uh, we talked about Jesus, the prophecies of Jesus, how long that's been going on throughout the Bible, right from the beginning of time. Uh, Jesus was yep. prophet, prophesied right from the beginning of time. And then we talked about um, prophecies for today. That was pretty interesting. Uh, the Bible talks about this generation that will by no means pass away when all these things occur and then the end will come. And the, yep. end, the end's an exciting time. The end is an exciting time to get rid of this system. And this this hatred and this wickedness. So it's going to be an exciting time. But in Matthew 24, it talks about the end of this system. So check out those scriptures, Guest Six and, and Cheyenne. 
Uh, Cheyenne's talking about what about the red moon? Question mark. Hmm. I don't. Well, I seen a red moon the other night. All that smoke coming from uh, Washington there and uh, Okanagan fires. Oh, did you? I seen a red sun and a red moon. So. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know uh, much about the red moon, Cheyenne. It's yeah, those coming. are blood moons. Oh, she's oh, okay. It's coming in September. Well, that's, yeah, that'll gonna be, be, uh, that'll be beautiful. Yeah, there's uh, this one here. They're called their uh, uh, tri- not tri- uh, not tribulum moons. Uh, they come in every so many years. And just the way that the that uh, the light from the sun goes through the atmosphere gives the uh, blood moon mm-hmm. and and its eclipse. Oh wow! So the first set of blood moons started in uh, in 2014 at Easter. I should stop saying Easter because that's the god of Esther. But uh, the Passover, we should be using that word instead of uh, Esther, the fertility goddess. Yeah. So uh, it, uh, Thursday night, or Wednesday night, yeah, Wednesday night is when it, uh, is when when the eclipse happened on Passover. Just last Wednesday you're saying? Or this no, 2014 it? April. Oh, 2014. Okay, sorry. Yeah. And then again, the Passover this year, same thing. And then we're going to have uh, another blood moon in September. I think that's the last one. Yeah. There's going to be four blood moons. That was start. That started uh, last year, April, and then uh, September, October uh, last year. Mm-hmm. This year, Passover again, and again in September. Interesting. Yeah, and they come. They come every so many years. I think it's 150 years. I can't remember. Yeah, I haven't seen one yet. My yeah. daughter. My daughter was telling me about them, but. Usually the time when I want to see something like that for somebody and I just seem to have a cloudy day or a cloudy evening. Well, it's been cloudy, right? So nobody can ever ever really truly see it. Yeah. I I got to see it uh, last year really good. Me and my wife, we stood out there at uh, 2 in the morning where we were in Alberta. That was beautiful. And that would have been 4 in the morning for you guys, right? So you wouldn't have been up. Nope. And I've stayed up to watch things, but I don't think I'll stay. I wouldn't stay up to four o'clock in the morning. But I have stayed up till twelve, one o'clock to watch for, you know, shooting stars or uh, whatever. Yeah. Meteorites or things like that. I've stayed up, but <laughs> never. Yeah, happened. we're in the uh, meteor shower area, so definitely you, you see falling. Well, we call them falling stars, but yeah, so do I sometimes too. Falling star is an actual uh, angel that fell. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm just 
trying to trying to stay on track with prophecies. Um, yep. Hi, Leo. Leo just stopped in too. Hi, Leo. Leo, thanks for coming. Yeah, Leo Samara. Hi, buddy, Leo. <laughs> we've almost we've almost covered almost uh, what I was going to cover, friends. You know, in prophecies. You know, and and things that I've learned. And Eric and I and Janine and uh, a few guests have been sharing sharing some things here. Uh, we actually... Janine? Pardon? And Janine? And Janine, sorry, did I not say Janine? Yeah. And uh, my brain's getting tired. Sorry. That's okay. Um, yeah, I'm just slowing down and it might sound stupid uh, or whatever, blah, 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 like a mumbling. But anyway... We got to the point, friends, where we were talking about the prophecies of today. That's where we got, Eric. We got a little bit into the future prophecies, but um, just basically for the show and newcomers, I want to make sure that I covered like a lot of the basics, so it's easy for them to understand and and make sense. You know, so if anybody so basically to... rumors of war and uh, increased knowledge are are basically the the two things that are in the moment. Yeah, well increase that knowledge. Jesus spoke of. Yeah, increase knowledge for sure. Look at the technology, eh? Of course we know uh most of it's bad, but uh, yeah, increase knowledge. That's a good one, Eric. Well, the library at our fingertips. Yeah, exactly. The the communication the communication is worldwide and it's instantaneous. Yeah. So it's easy it's easy to acquire information whether we're just talking to people or or just getting online and and reading uh Wikipedia and encyclopedias and everything and anything YouTube galore if you want to learn something just go to YouTube. I mm-hmm. I'm, I'm learning how to weld on YouTube. I learn how to play guitar on YouTube. <laughs> Knowledge at my fingertips. Yeah, and we were talking about uh, how important it is to to really pay attention to prophecies. Um, yep. <clears throat> yeah, because these these are our these are our warning signs from God, right? Yep. This this is what it's all about. If 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 He didn't show us any prophecies, we wouldn't be able to see into the future a little bit, you know. But He's He's showing us how to see into the future. He's showing us, you know, what's going on with the government, what's going on with the world, when the last days may be, and when the last generation is going to be. Because in Matthew 24, it says, This generation will by no means pass away before all these things occur, and then the end will come. So there is a specific generation. There is a a specific generation. Well, he spoke everybody from his time to the end. That's that this generation. Pardon me, Eric. That's that's from his time. Yeah. To the end. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm just looking at Matthew 24 here, just kind of skimming over if I could put any other uh, good points in that um, may help people believe and see that we're living in the last days. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm just looking over Matthew 24. You say you've got your Bible there too, eh, Eric? 
Yep. Um, yeah, if you come up with anything, yeah, please. I'm just looking through to see, please. Because we just basically skimmed over it. So, again, friends, we're talking about prophecies of, of the Bible, and this is a prophecy that Jesus um, told his disciples, and, of course, for our sake, because they were asking, when will these things be? And when will be the, you know, what is the sign of your presence and the conclusion of the system of things? So all down in Matthew 24, starting at 7. No, actually, back up here, it's... Read at 4, Jesus said, Look out that nobody misleads you, for many will come on the basis of my name, saying that I am in Christ, I am Christ. And will mislead many. And like you said, Eric, you heard there will be wars and r- rumors of wars and reports of wars. But do not do not be terrified, for these things must take place. But the end is not yet. Okay, we pretty much. I can't think of any that we haven't covered just in this Matthew. Um. This good news will be preached in all the inhabited earth for a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. That's in verse 14. And like you said, um, Eric, it'll be like yes. in, it'll be like in the days of Noah, because it says that um, lawlessness. Yeah, well, here's here's some signs that, um, let me just read a little bit about Noah here. For just as the days of Noah were, so the presence of the Son of Man will be. For as they were in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, men marrying, and women being given in marriage until the, until the day that Noah entered into the ark and they took no note until the flood came and swept them away. So the presence of the Son of Man will be. So the presence of, of Jesus, you know, going to come, that men and women are not going to take any note. They're not going to pay attention. They're going to say, oh, no, 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 everything's fine. It's, it's always been this way. They say that, oh, it's always been that way. You know, it's it's always been bad. And I heard a lot of people say that. You know, they just really can't see how bad it is. They're accustomed to it. They're comfortable in their lives, in their little lives. And like, like the Bible says, they'll be marrying and being given in marriage, and they will take no note, or they took no note until the flood came and swept them away. And so in the last days, it's going to be like that, too. Um... A little further on, it says, Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken along, and the other will be abandoned. Two women will be grinding at the handmill. One will be taken along, and the other one will be abandoned. Keep on the watch. Keep on the watch, therefore, because you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. Yeah, and then Matthew twenty five thirty one, when the Son of Man comes in His glory, 
and all the holy angels with him. Then he will sit on the throne of his high glory, of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you. The, uh, sorry, prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or did we see you sick and or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did to one of these least of these my brethren, you did it to me. Praise God. So love your brother and serve your brother. Yeah. <clears throat> Be a slave to our brothers, hey? No, serve. Well, the Bible's... I was just reading not too long ago, be a slave of God. But see, we don't, we misinterpret the word slave. Jesus at the Last Supper, okay, when he washed the the apostles' feet, he came as a servant. Not a slave. A servant. Mm -hmm. And this is what it is to be Christ-like, to be a servant. Serve your fellow man. Yeah. Comfort him. Take him in. Share the word with him. Break bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is why I say uh, Carl's got it. When, when, when you apply that to what Carl has been teaching, to serve your fellow man, yeah. brother, if... It's so simple, it's scary. <laughs> and 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 you, you approach approach thine adversary before he takes you before the magistrate, just like you just said. Mm-hmm. But you don't do it with any malice or threats. You offer to compensate. Come forth. If you won't allow me to settle in public, verify your claim in open court. That's what he says. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Yeah. And I only learned to be Christ-like in 2013. Well, that's wonderful, Eric. That's that's just so wonderful. It's it's such a pleasure to meet you, and and uh, I really enjoy having you on the show and, and talk about God and His purpose for mankind. And and uh, thank you so much. <laughs> for Praise God. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, 
goes to God. And I pray for the joy of your family reunited. Repeat that, would you please, sir? I pray your family, it's joy for you guys to be reunited. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. God's will, eh? Yeah. Whatever, whatever it is God's will 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 happen. And um you know, it's we like I said, we have our tests and how we how we go through our tests is what's most important and and uh, it's it's whatever's God's will will be done. And we have to accept exactly. it like that. You know, till those who endure to the end are the ones that will be saved. So even if it was death, you know, if uh, at this time, at this moment, you know, if someone said to me that you had to shun your God and and uh, do this or do that um, or death, you know, yep. I'd say, okay, excuse me, because it, it, I know it's actually a better it's a better honor to die for Christ to tell you the truth. Yeah. Unfor- unfortunately. Yeah, well, we, we know that uh, we know what God can do. We know what Jesus will do. Yeah, and uh, I'd, I'd die for my family, so I'd, I'm surely going to die for Christ. Exactly. I I hope I feel that way if a circumstance comes up. You know, I'd have to pray. Like, look at Judas. He thought, oh, I won't betray you, Jesus. <laughs> he he. There was probably. Yeah probably a point where he never thought he would and yet uh, Satan got him yeah. yeah scary well he said Satan's knocking at your door mm-hmm. all the time so for friends that just just c- come on and you know I'll continue to try and give my brain a shake here and like I said I'm trying to trying to keep on track if I can about prophecies <laughs> and, uh, and and it's easy to it's easy to to lead into subjects and they're all good. I don't care. It's it's all wonderful. Oh, yeah. all good. I'm I'm one that uh, I can get off track. This is why I try and write everything down through the week. Put a few scriptures in my papers and the material that I use for studying. Highlight. So I'm really having fun with it, you know. And uh, because, but the main thing is that I want to put onto the chat board because of is scriptures because I, I I don't want it to be seemingly coming from me, you know, my interpretation. So I just put the scriptures, you know, up there, and anyone can can look it up themselves. And uh, yeah, maybe next week, Eric, yeah, we can. I'd I'd like to talk a little bit more about the the our future, the prophecies of the future, like I said, and. Yeah. Um, and uh, you've got some things you'd like to talk about, so I, you know, you come as a guest and you say, you know, tell us what you've learned, and show us the scriptures, and that that'll be fun. You know, I love. Putting oh, I'm not good at pinpointing scriptures other than uh, paraphrasing and and kind of uh, quoting the best I can from what, yeah. what I remember and know. Well, what Janine does, she's wonderful. Um, for uh, if we if we mention something, we say, "Oh, I." You know, well, if I'm able to, I'll just type in a couple of words, and boom, they'll all come out. Oh no! Well, that's what Jadine does. Yeah. So uh-huh. if we say if we say, "Oh, this scripture," 
Uh, can't find it, but what the phrase is, and she yep. she pops them up left and right. She's on she's on the keyboard constantly. She's got that chat board right full. <laughs> I don't. There's hardly ever a space. You know what I mean? Which she means. Yeah. She just continues to keep typing. So, if we have a phrase that we're not sure where it is, and I do it all the time, Janine finds it. She's right on that computer. So I, she's a blessing. She's a blessing to to have here and and, and help that way. That's her her special um, gift to us here. Let alone, you know, the knowledge that she has and the heart that she has. Like you can just tell by her heart that she's just filled with God, you know, and just overwhelmed and just she's on fire, <laughs> like we are. Yep. You know. Yep. So yeah, we could do that sometime, Eric, but. Um, I don't know whether there's anybody <laughs> they're talking about gardens. The Garden of Eden? Oh no, just gardens. You know? <laughs> Leo Leo uh, yeah, Leo's got his farm and, and yep. uh, yeah, so they're talking about gardens and eggshells and We're talking about God stuff. Everything natural. Well God is. Garden. <laughs> God. God stuff is like chickens and eggs and gardens and everything yeah. nature is God. Yeah, you know, just as we're talking about that, I want to look something up. You know, <laughs> maybe this is going somewhere for a reason. Ah, uh, let me think here. I'm gonna look One of the biggest things scientists can't crack is uh, sure they un- they understand that we're all made of atoms and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they don't understand how come the neutron and proton stick together. They can't understand that bond. And that's God. Of course. No, they don't understand. Um, they don't understand the force that keeps them together. Yeah, they don't understand why and we God, God wrote. God wrote, in all things I am. Well, they know the human body. The human body should go on forever, but they don't understand why why we die. And all we got to do is look into the Bible, right? Yep. They know the human body should go on. It well, goes. after Noah, he said no man shall live more than 120 years old. Exactly, yeah. Noah was 900, uh, yeah, 900? No, he was 600. Yeah, I can't remember. Adam was uh, 1,000, 900? thousand or something. So he popped out a lot of kids at that time. <laughs> and his yeah. kids popped out a lot of kids. And his kids popped out a lot of kids in thousand easy a thousand years. Yeah, wow. Can so you imagine? that's why the population of the earth was lawless and and of course uh, Satan and his angels were uh manipulating uh DNA making Nephilims. Well you know you won't you know what I believe about that, um, Eric? Um, I'll just tell you my belief. And, um, you know, I hate saying my belief without scriptures. This is why I try to really stay on track. Because uh, I, I really like Well, it. at the moment, you believe. So okay. stick to it. Okay. Because if you saw an alien, you believe you saw an alien. Just like God said, uh, Carl said. Right? Mm-hmm. If you believe it, you believe it until corrected. Okay. okay. Uh, until somebody can claim otherwise. Right. Okay. So believe it. I tell you what I believe. I got no problem saying it. 
anybody tell me otherwise, I'm more than welcome to hear it. Okay. And then we go back to the book and say, well, you know, Jesus said this. And the reason why I say that uh, he didn't, the, the angels didn't have sex with the, with, the, uh, with the women is because Jesus quoted, says, in heaven, no man shall marry. No one will marry in heaven. Yeah. Well, okay. Like the angels or something. I can't remember exactly how he said it, but... Yeah. Yes, that's right. In heaven, they will be as angels, and they will, they will not they will not marry in heaven. But exactly. Yeah, these angels. Now, here's my belief: these angels, um, it in the Bible somewhere it says they looked down at the women on the earth, and yeah. then, and they had lust for them. So yeah, they, they found them fair, and they wanted them. Yeah, they, they wanted them. So they, at that time, they could materialize as as a man or a woman. Okay, they could yeah, materialize. I don't think they got parts. They, well, if they could materialize as a man or woman, now remember in Sodom and Gomorrah. The, no, they appear as men and men. Yeah, they appear as men. Well. See, this is where we have to... to the likeness, the likeness, the likeness. Yeah. Because okay. only only we are made in God's image. Man. Jesus. We were made in Jesus' image. Okay. The angels are something else. The cherubims are something else. The the lions are something else. The cat family is something else. Mm-hmm. The, you know, after its kind. But no angels uh, reproduce after its kind. Well, how did the Nephilims get get there then? These women gave birth to to these babies, and they became giants. They were they were like a the baby, the, a the angels taught them to to sex it up. The angels taught them pervertedness. Um, no, but they were giants. The the angels the angels uh, manipulate uh, the DNA of food, the DNA of the seed. Okay, well I'm gonna. But they didn't have babies with them. Well, they they did go after strange flesh. It's strange to them because they're not men and women. Mm-hmm. Well, how? Why was it that these? It it says in the Bible somewhere that that. I believe they had sex with them. They they took whom they chose, and these women reproduced babies. Yeah. But these babies became big giants, like they could be I don't know seven, eight, nine feet. Look at David and Goliath. I know. David and Goliath. What about who was Goliath? And Goliath was a little one, apparently. Yeah. So these these uh, a little one compared to the the giant giants. Yeah. Well, anyway, we can look up some scriptures. I'll look up some scriptures, uh, Eric, and and just show you why I believe what I believe, and uh, yeah. we'll take it from there. Okay. No, it does. It does make sense uh, according to how it's written, but when when Jesus said they're like you're going to be up there like the angels, no one will take wives nor marry. So. That's kind of why 
the belief is there, but uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll look more into it too. We'll Chuck that. Misler uh, talks about the Nephilim. Mm-hmm. Um, Kent Hoven talks about the Nephilim. Like we're all learning, right? We've got lots to learn. Yeah. We've got lots to learn before the end of the system, right? I think they had the ability to manipulate the DNA and right. and pollute the the line that way. That's interesting. It's an interesting thought. Because that was what they wanted to do. They wanted to pollute Adam's line, but there was only one one pure. Uh, well, there's a bunch of pure ones left in the line, but they were perverted. And it was Noah and his family that were the most righteous. Right. Right, yeah. It's interesting, eh? But the Nephilim are coming back, and I think it's like GMO and uh, all that stuff. Yeah, I see. The hormones they feed the cows. They're growing cows faster and faster. Why wouldn't we grow taller and taller, right? The chickens faster and faster. Uh, Twenty years ago, they 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 seen a little Indian girl, two and a half, and she had pubic hair. Oh my! That was twenty years ago when I read that. Yeah, no doubt. And and little girls were getting their periods at uh, seven and eight. So, so definitely genetic modification, hormones, not adhering to uh, Leviticus, where he talks about what to feed animals and what not to feed animals. He specifically said, you don't feed meat to a cow. And what do they do? They feed meat to a cow. What do we get? Mad cow disease. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything is twisted, like the Bible says, eh? It's twisted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The good will be made bad, and the bad will be made good. Like, the bad is made yeah. good. If you're a goody two-shoe, if you believe in God, you're an oddball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what they'll do to you, do to us. It's very hard to speak about God out in the public. Well, it is. People don't want to take the time. Yeah, and you and you you put down and and like uh, like Jesus said, you know they they will they will kill you, and they they'll hate you. They'll hate you. They just just talking about God burns their ears. <laughs> you know. Yeah. They can't. Because they know that their lives have to change if 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 they hear. Their lives have to change. Hi, guest seven. We got another guest. Leo's on the phone, so he doesn't know what's happening here on the chat board. Um, hey, Leo. Yo, no, I er, see the er, chat. Er, I'm, I'm on the chat and phone. Yeah. Sorry, Leo. I meant Leo. Um, I'm sorry. I meant, uh, like I said, my brain's t- getting tired. Please excuse me for for fumbling over my uh, my thoughts. Um, Eric is only on the phone, so I'm trying to keep him clued in who's coming to visit. So Leo's on both. Yeah, Leo's on the computer and the phone. And Cheyenne. Excellent. 
guest seven has dropped in. Hi, Leo. It's so nice. You have something to share with us? Your farm. How's your farm oh, doing? Oh, I, I have a million things to share. Okay. Please. All right. Let's do one. But, but it's like part one and part two and part three, so it might go on forever. All right. Well, one of can, those. We can continue next week. We've got next week. <laughs> if, if I thought. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Part one, subsection two. <laughs> and, then, and then you got to refer back to section three to understand uh, section part five a. <laughs> and only paraphrase. Para, para, para <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like code. Yeah, no doubt. If I thought unlocking the mysteries of God, that's so much fun. Yeah. But one thing. <laughs> One one thing interesting that I in my research that I found since 2007 was the ten worlds of Buddha. Have you have you guys ever heard of those those worlds? Ten worlds. Yeah. Go ahead. Ten worlds of Buddha. I want to hear them. Yeah. So Buddha, um, uh, well, Buddha lived supposedly 500 years before Christ. I guess. I think that's what his his years are, or whatever. Anyhow, he has ten worlds of, of of Buddha, whatever they're called, and at any one time, you might be in the first world, or the fifth world, or the tenth world, and move back and forth, depending on if something happens to you. So, Eric, right now, you said he's Christ-like, so that would be the ninth world of Buddha, but if somebody slaps him, he might go down to world number two, or, or world gotcha. number three. Right, and then depending on because of emotion or whatever, it'll it'll bring you back down. So you always strive to get to world number ten, but at any one time you'll you get bumped back and forth. So I'll read you the ten worlds. The first world, yeah, Buddha called hell. That's uh, uh, world one is called hell. That's the bottom world, and then the second world is called hunger, which we in the uh, Western world call desire. But in the eastern desire, yeah, uh, desire. So uh, he called it hunger, but well, you can translate it as desire. That's the second. Yeah, because you sought after. Yeah. Yeah, your desire, either either desire sex or desire whatever. Like it's the. the yeah, you have to fire it. Yeah, the hunger. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a um, not a possession, but a, a obsession, right? Mm-hmm. That type of thing. And then the third, yeah. the third, the third world, which is better, but still not there. But it's called animal. So that's where animal is more like you're you're just working on instinct. That's what he means by that. Like you're just, you know, they, they say animal instinct. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so the world of animal, you're just kind of. You, you might see people like that. Like they're just kind of getting up in the morning. They go to work. They go to bed. They they they're just instinct right that's not really right you know yeah. some people call them sheep or whatever they're just day in day out day in day out and then next thing you know they're six to five and then they're on the dead bed and whatever they die so an animal then, does yeah yeah <laughs> well no but i mean that's how buddha described it and then the yeah uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, i'm not uh, criticizing it yeah yeah the 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 fourth world is anger so anger is the fourth world where you're you're angry at whatever you're just angry angry angry. The fifth world is tranqu- tranquility. So 
from uh, the fifth world and on, that's when you're starting to get uh, more awakened or more uh, more on the awake side. Or in yeah, yeah. So, and then the sixth world, he calls it rapture. So oh. it's it's the new the sixth world is rapture. So it's the new uh, like inside of you, you're you're reborn or whatever you want to call rapture. Like it's the new, you know, you're kind of more alive or whatever, right? And there's a, okay. there's a few ways to define that rapture. And then the, so the, the higher states, the higher states of of uh, enlightenment, of consciousness, yeah, yeah. And then the yeah, uh, okay. the, sep- the seventh world is learning. So, uh, learning, you know, what we're doing today or what we do every day is learning. And then the eighth world, he describes it as yeah, like, yeah. That's pretty cool because uh, without you know your 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 enlightened your your enlightenment. You can't take the learning and, and and profit from it. Yeah, That's and cool. and I want to go back yeah. to the thing that you had said. Sometimes you talk about God to some people, and they just push you away. They hate you, whatever, because yeah. they're not they're not in the you know they're not above the seventh world. They're let's say more in the uh, the fourth or third world. Well, they'd be below the five, right? Kind of thing, right? So they're kind of they they don't want to learn. They don't like it's not up. It's and then you can't push someone. You can't push someone up to the different worlds. Like they have to move through the worlds themselves. No, right? Exactly. Like you, you can't push a donkey or whatever. Or whatever the saying is. Yeah, you can't make a horse drink. Yeah, yeah. But so then give him the, some salt. <laughs> <laughs> the number eight is is uh, okay. Seven was learning. Number eight is 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 uh, re- realization. So. Okay. But realization is whatever the more the the more of the enlightenment. Now number nine. That would that, where, that definitely be after learning. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and number nine is where uh, Eric was saying that he was out there. Uh, uh, in the Buddha world, it's called. I can't pronounce this word, but I'll try it. It's Buddha Suatua, whatever. Anyhow, it, it oh, means okay. right. It means Christ consciousness, so it's B U D D H A S A T U A. That's kind of sounds like Kuma Sutra, except Buddha <laughs> Sutra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's Christ consciousness. So wow. Christ consciousness having is, sex with the gods. No, Christ consciousness is more where um, you're you're uh, you're looking at servant. you know helping people and uh, you know that and yeah. Oh, and then, yeah. and then that's the ninth world. The tenth world is Buddhahood, and that's God consciousness. So he has ten worlds, and you move from one to ten, ten to one, or ten to five, depending on the situation. But you always strive to yeah. get to ten. Makes sense. That 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 all definitely applies to God's laws. And that's why sometimes, you know, everything is going good in your life. So you're at whatever number. And then yeah. uh, a death happens. Yeah, like a death happens in your life or a death happens, you know, your wife or your a father or you know, somebody close to you. And all of a sudden, your world goes to hell, right? Yeah. So not, yeah. Nothing, nothing changed in your life except this one event, a death in, or, or something 
that you perceive as bad or whatever, and then you go down to hell. And then once you're in hell, it's hard to get out of hell. And then you gotta you gotta kind of work it, work it, work it, and then you move up those, and that's where you move up to, you know, uh, hunger, desire, animal, and then anger, tranquility, yeah. rapture, learning, and then you just move on, and then move up to ten, right? Definitely mourning for sure. Yeah, and that's yeah, and that's um, well, that's how he describes it. But that's like old philosophy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Jesus, you know, like uh, you heard of the uh, the secret. Mm, what secret? Positive thinking. Okay. You, you never heard of the secret? <laughs> no, I haven't watched TV in fifteen years, so I'm kind of. No, it's, not, it's it's a book. It's a book. It's uh, a guy wrote a book, and it's called The Secret. Um, some some some. I don't know if uh, he he acknowledges that the secret comes from God because God said it rains on the just and the unjust and that works out where you know how you got Capone well he had a multi billion dollar empire right that's because he took control he had positive thinking right and rain rain signifies wealth right wealth and prosperity Right? Okay. You feed your cattle and you can feed your crops. Rain, rain, rain is prosperity, right? So it rains on the just and the unjust. So if you have positive thinking, like God said, ask and you shall receive. Believe that you have already received it. And, and that's what the secret is. It's positive thinking. Imagining you already have it. Well, Somebody broke it down book. and took it away, and took it away from God, right? I haven't read that book, but what how you're describing it, I would say that's false. Like how I would describe it is instead of positive thinking, positive doing. So you can uh, I I've seen people and friends like not close friends but people I know, they can sit there and they can think 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 think, but they don't do nothing. And I've seen other people that are doers. Well, the, the, and they, the, they the, do. those, those ones are dreamers. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I thought what, what you were talking about. Positive thinking is like no, positive no, dreamers. Positive, positive thinking and taking it by the horns and is doing. how it works. Okay. Yes. Paul but, said yeah. in the Bible, uh, uh, if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. Yeah, because I don't I, deserve I, to I, eat. Yeah, I, I've seen these dreamers. They 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 come up with like a million ideas when they're all like decent, good ideas, but they do nothing. You know? Yeah. You know, and and that's how I when when you were talking about positive thinking, I'm thinking, oh my God, that's you know, I would rather have two ideas and act on the two ideas than have a million ideas and not act on them. You know, well, the thing is, nothing. is, is you, 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 you have the goal in your mind, and you set forth for it. It can be as outrageous as you want it to be, and if you believe in it, and you work semi toward it, everything kind of combines itself to get there. But you, you, you can't just sit back and dream about it. And, oh, when's it gonna happen? No, no. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I know because when you were asking, you shall receive yeah, yeah. and uh, and believe that has already come. But uh, he, by no means, God ever said to sit around and wait for it. Yeah, like I, I know the ask and shall receive. Like I, I believe in that, but it should also be ask and do, and you shall receive. You know, no, Cause no, because you, because you're relying on Christ anyway. Yeah. Only, only he, only he'll give you the 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 energy to 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 have the steps come come your way. Um, Daniel had to wait twenty one days for his answer. The minute the minute he started praying, he God already had his answer. He told the angels to deliver it to him, but they were stuck twenty one days fighting with the uh, with the uh, the prince of Persia, which is uh, Satan. And his angels. So there was a bit of a battle in heaven uh, before he could answer Daniel. But he told Daniel, "Your answer was was given before you ended your prayer." He told him that. Pretty cool, I, eh? Yeah, and I agree. I agree on the part where, um, you know, sometimes. In in a daily thing, you might have different ideas or different thoughts, but sometimes you have an idea that's, you know, some people might say God-given or it's like a really strong idea or a really strong yeah. thought. And then if you don't act on that thought, then then you're not doing God's work in a sense. So, But it's when you act on that thought or act on that idea and you do it, and a lot of times that ideal and, and what you're doing just goes goes good, because you're acting on that strong thought or on that strong or on that good idea, right? Well, I say if you don't if you don't jump on it within five seconds, you're not going to do it. Well, I, I no, you're just not going to do it. You if you don't get up and do it within five seconds of that thought, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I believe that a lot. I don't know why. You know that you you got to do. We have to act. In I I. Yeah, we, we have to act in harmony with our prayers, right? Like we could ask yeah. God, we could ask God, "Oh, please help me get a job." And if we just sit, you know, at our desk in front of the computer, you know, if we don't get up and, and do something, we have to act in harmony with our prayers. If we ask Him for something, we have to, we have to work with Him, right? I agree. Well, a- asking God for the job is is is, is He's not going to get you the job. Help you get you a job is when you get up and go and yeah. look for a job. You you get a cool job. That's what I mean. We have to like, act, act in harmony with our prayers, right? If we, yeah, if, if he, we, he's going to get you a job, but you got to go look for it. But the job that you're going to get is going to be an awesome job. Yeah, yeah. So, like, God always takes care of me. Always, always, always takes care of me. Uh that's wonderful. Uh, uh, I it's almost effortless, but but uh, trust me, I'm freaking work, workaholic, man. Like uh, I work hard at what I do. I have I take pride in what I do, and and it's just funny. Jobs fall in my lap because of God. That's I'm rarely out of work, and and if and if I'm not at work, well, trust me, I'm doing something else. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm maximizing my time anyway. I told the wife, if you want anything done, don't feed me. 
<laughs> the minute I got food in my belly, I'm just a <laughs> on the couch, <laughs> in the chair. I don't move. I'm just, uh, yeah, I don't know why. I can work with very little food in me. But the minute I get fed, I am so lazy. Maybe it's your diet. But yeah, it's true. You have to take the bulls by the horns and you have to control it. Yeah, you got to do it. Because yeah. nobody on this planet will do it for you. That's right. That's right. And Cause, and, cause, uh, and, cause, uh, and with the positive thinking, the, the greater substance comes from it. That's that's where it, what it is. It's okay. I got. I I I'm going to have a million dollars. I I I I know I'm going to have a million dollars. But getting the million dollars might be more fun. Like like more fun. Like, you're having a great time doing it, you know, getting it. There's substance yeah. in, 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 in acquiring it, where, whereas the million dollars isn't really the goal, you know? Yeah. It's like, uh, like, like uh, um, Sonia said, I pray to get a job. And then, boom, you go out and get a job, and it's the best job you ever had in your life. Yeah, I know, and I agree on that. When when you're doing it, it it like everything is awesome. But I've seen people sit, and like you say, they they they're positive thinking or they're whatever, but they're not applying anything. They're just you know, and then two months later, they're oh, they're still positive thinking, but nothing's happening because they're not doing nothing. <laughs> you know, besides positive yeah. thinking, you know that. Yeah, I think they 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 miss part two of positive thinking. You know, part two is doing, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it says in the Bible, if a man does not work, he does not eat. So yeah, we, that's we have, right. We have to put forth our part, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. He d- doesn't expect us just to lay around and him feed us grapes and, and wine <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. Because I guess it, there's always interpretation in those things, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's all stuff. God's law. When you read the Bible, he he tells you what is what. But it all comes from him. Anybody can use it the way they want. And and, and it's evil to think that that it didn't come from God. Yeah. And they go on their merry way. They do what Capone does. Right? I'm mean, just using him for example. Because he was successful, he was a he was a terror. Mm-hmm. But he took bulls by by the horns, and and he he was successful. No, I totally agree with you. Because sometimes things will happen in my life, and it has to be God doing it. Like it, there's no there's no possibility that it could be anything else but God doing it. Wow. And I'll give Wait, you like isn't that a great feeling? Yeah. yeah, I'll give you like silly, not silly examples, but an example. Like I had a coil of over a thousand feet of uh, of a half inch uh, water line, you know, coiled up behind my tractor, and I had yeah. I, I was spreading out. I had three lines, so 500 feet each of uh, of irrigation that I'm that I'm putting out 
on 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 my land. Yeah. And and the yeah. so I was driving my tractor really slow, and the coil is uncoiling as I'm driving, so I didn't have to do any physical. Like I was just moving the tractor instead of carrying the coil. Like the 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 tractor was carrying the coil, and I'm moving forward. Right. And I'm going yeah. and I'm watching and I'm going really slow, really slow. All of a sudden, the coil kind of turns quicker than what the tractor is, and and the okay. tractor and the tractor drove on part of the hose and actually kinked the hose so bad that I had to cut the hose, like it was all coiled up, so I had to cut the hose like 20 coils in type of thing, right? Oh, boy. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to have to put a slice in. And I'm like, oh, well, whatever. You know, it's a sunny day, blue sky, whatever. So I cut, yeah. I, I cut like 20 coils in, and I cut the hose. And then I moved the tractor to the side. Then, I, then I'm then i just unrolling it by hand because I had, you know, there was, there was, I still had maybe like 200 feet to go with everything, right? So I'm just unrolling yeah. it by hand. And it ended up, I didn't waste an inch of hose. It happened like where the tractor cut the hose was exactly where I would have cut it if I would have drove another 200 feet with the tractor. And I'm thinking, <laughs> the, the probability I, of that I, happening is impossible. You know I thought you were going to say, oh, where the hose ended, I found, in my, I found my pliers. No, it's <laughs> No, but, <laughs> but what I'm saying is the probability of that happening ever, you know, it's, it's, it's impossible. Where you yeah. have a big coil and where where you kink where you have to cut it is exactly where you you would have cut it. So I didn't do any waste. Because well, God knows you don't like to waste. <laughs> well, I guess not, eh? No, but, it's true. Because I I I I I know your character for the little time that I know you. <laughs> You're very e- efficient. <laughs> and another, right? yeah. And uh, and another example, like I have uh, five circles of of oak trees that I planted like these big circles uh-huh. and I was in the garage and, and every year I go put out new flags. So I don't drive over them. So every, every fall I put new flags on, on my trees. So when there's winter and snow and I always see the flags, I don't drive on the trees. Right. Yeah. So I grab a handful of trees. I have like 240 trees. So I grab a handful. I'm going, I'm walking my circles. It takes about an hour. I'm walk walking and I'm putting my, my flags in and I get to the last tree and I have the last flag in my hand. I'm thinking, what's the probability that I grab the exact amount of flags <laughs> for my trees? You know what I'm Praise thinking? God. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I I see God in. You know, the things I'm yeah. doing and, and everything just kind of ends up properly or proper yeah. or whatever you want to call it. That reminds yeah. me. That my grandmother me. told me a story like that. They, 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 they lost a wheel on the road, eh? And, uh, yeah, they lost the wheel on the road and, uh, they, they jacked it up and they're like, oh man, where are we going to get lug nuts? Eh? They prayed to God and sure enough, just a little ways in the bush, there was an abandoned car with the same size lug nuts. <laughs> Praise God, you know, exactly. like he set that up years ago for them, you know, exactly. That's, that's amazing. Yep. Yeah, just just pray to God for everything, everything. And I, I fail at that. I I thank God for everything. I I give Him credit for everything that that is in my life. Or it's but another I, thing. I, I, I yeah, it's another thing too, like praying for for to God, but also noticing when God is there. Like a lot of people, yes, uh, don't notice, right? 
and I think the the, yeah. the 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 noticing is as important as the praying because when you notice, then uh, it's uh, how could you say that it's uh, fulfilling and it's not fulfilling, but it's um, appreciation, appreciation or whatever, right? But it's appreciation both yeah. ways, right? Here's a here's a good one. Okay, this is awesome. You guys are gonna love this. This is God manifesting in my uncle. Okay. Uh, my God, my, my uncle is a, a Christian, right? So he likes to, he likes to, you know, boast about God, right? How good he is and how great he is. And they made a complaint against him. So he was going to get fired, eh? And, uh, he knew this. And, uh, so he prayed to God and he said, uh, Hey, help me with some words here. Cause I, I haven't got a, I haven't got a, a, a way to defend you or myself for doing this. So he gets into the office, and uh, the guy tells him uh, how the guys are fed up with him talking about God, and they have the right not to listen to to hear about God. And then what comes out of my uncle's mouth is, well, I've got the right to to not listen to uh, profanity and and uh, and uh, de uh, womanizing women and uh, all that stuff. Eh? And the guy goes, oh man, you got a point there. <laughs> so he gets his job and <laughs> praise God, right? Exactly, that's wonderful. You know, he he, he turned he, like uh, he, uh, linemen, eh? You know the guys who uh, put the the hydro uh, lines up, the, the power uh-huh. lines. Yeah, yeah, those are those are a bunch of animals, man. Like they live in hotel rooms twenty four seven, right? And they drink and party and swear and cuss and womanize women, and you know, they you know so. What came out of his mouth? Well, I got the right not to to listen to that uh, filth, right? That's wonderful, and that's exactly what Jesus would say. What a balance that was. <laughs> Even keel, eh? <laughs> Except the br- the br- the brighter side was talking about God because that's the sunny side, right? <laughs> Can I tell and you that was God manifesting? Weird? <laughs> no kidding. Can I tell you another weird example that happened to me? Yes. Yeah. I was uh, on March uh, 25th of uh, 2014. Uh, I was uh, eating a grapefruit, and normally in a grapefruit, I'll have like four to six seeds, like grapefruit seeds in a grapefruit. Yeah. Like on average. And now, and on on that day, I was eating grapefruit, and there was 24 seeds in this grapefruit. And oh, I was like, yeah, I was like, ah, that's kind of weird. Like, I've eaten, I'm 45 years old. I've been eating grapefruits, not all my <laughs> life, but like a long time. And I've never a had... A grapefruit. Yeah, I've never had... So what I did, I took 12 of those seeds, like 12 of the best seeds, and I planted them. Yeah. Okay. The nice. Next day, the next day, my, uh, my son, my four-month-old son, was diagnosed with stage four cancer. So I was out of the house for three or four weeks. Uh, I was like in Edmonton, like five hours away in the, in the, you know, cancer hospital and stuff. So I had for my, for my son. And when I got back home, I had 12 grapefruits. that were about three inches high. Amazing. And I, I only planted 12 seeds and, and the 12 seeds grew. <laughs> and today, that was March, uh, like he was diagnosed on March 26, 2014. And today, my tallest grapefruit is about a foot and a half tall. 
Hey. And I'm hey, thinking, hey. well, I've never planted a grapefruit in my life. <laughs> and so. And they survived winter, eh? Or do you cover yeah, them? Yeah, well, like in my house, yeah. I just planted them like an own. Oh, they're in the house? Yeah, they're in the house, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. So I got like, cool. yeah, so that's how I'm, I don't know. I don't know what it means, <laughs> but it happened. <laughs> and Oh, yeah, that's awesome. It's awesome, but I've never had a grapefruit since I had 24 seeds in it. And you took them right out? You didn't have to dry them out or anything? And I didn't? Them? No, because it was like March 25th, right? And I was eating grapefruit. Yeah. And I, I took, um, I had those little things where it's, um, well, you can put seeds in, but they're like little, an inch by an inch, little squares. I only had 12, 12 of them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I took 12 of the best seeds. I just stuck them in the ground, like in the dirt. I had little, you know, pot plants. Oh, just because the Bible says uh, a seed has to die before it can live. And it's basically what we have to do. We have to die before we can live again. Huh. That's why I yeah, was no, wondering. I, I, uh, no, I ate the I, I, usually, I took it out the grapefruit. Yeah, I know. You tell me that. It's weird. I know. I know. And all 12 grew. Yeah. Yeah, but I, here I'm thinking, oh, you got to dry your seeds and blah, blah, blah. And apparently not. Yeah. And then I was out of the, like, we were out of the house. We didn't come back to the house for three or four weeks because my son was in the hospital. So we were, we were like five hours away. We didn't, you know, I didn't water them. I didn't do nothing for three or four weeks. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's wild. That's got. Yeah, I know. That's got to be a miracle because in order, like I eat grapefruits all the time too, Leo, and there might be, I even eat the seeds. I eat the, I eat the seeds out of everything because I figure they're good for us. They just tell us not to eat the seeds and we're into a bad habit of not eating the seeds. But I eat the seeds, well, except peaches. <laughs> they're too big. But I've never uh, seen uh, pe- uh, pe- Peach, you know, it's apricot, sorry. Apricot got cyanide in them. Yeah. That's true. And and apple seeds too. Well, I I hear apple seeds are supposed to be good for cancer. Well, it's a different type of cyanide. Eh? It's not the kind. It's uh, when uh, I think the chemicals that are together with the apple seed uh, turn it into a different uh, cyanide. Mm-hmm. Oh, apricot seeds has got B seventeen. That's what it is. Apricot seed got B17. And it's the cyanide combination, I think. I, I Don't quote me on this, but yeah, something like that. And they're really good for you. Yeah, anyway, I've never seen any more than three or four seeds in a grapefruit, and I just chew them up. And um, But to see Leo's experience here is just a miracle. It's got to be. Yeah, like I, yeah, I've, no never had, I've never had... That was the only time in my entire life I had that many seeds in one grapefruit. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, I don't eat grapefruit. It's too sour for me. <laughs> but I, I peel it like an orange, and I just eat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, my wife likes likes sour stuff. Maybe. Sour stuff is sweet to her. <laughs> Maybe. And and sweet sweet stuff is too sweet for her, uh, right? So so the 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 sourness and 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 the way and the way her pH or whatever it is 
definitely uh, changes uh, how she tastes things. Yeah, that makes sense, Eric, yeah. That's what we all should be watching is our pH, eh? Here we get into health now. <laughs> we can get into all sorts of things. Like, we, we, we should have seminars, you know, w- with us. We can always get into all sorts of subjects, eh? and, and, and good subjects, and, you know, good quality, uh, meat of the word, eh? Good quality subjects. I love it. I love it. Maybe your grapefruits, Leo, are going to have a significance down the line somewhere. Who knows? Yeah. Let us let us know how these do. <laughs> Just still doing great. By the way, since you're on, Leo, uh, guest seven was asking me um, my last show on Friday evening. I I had a special letter to share with my friends that I received from Carl um, in 2012. And uh, so I tossed that letter around and shared it on Skype, and I actually sent it to you, Leo, through email, so you can expect it. I thought, I didn't know if you'd be interested in it, but you seem to you seem to like to uh, just suck up any information on Carl and put it on your website. So I sent this letter to you that I received from Carl and it was on uh, how to how to write a letter for re- return of your po- property. So I thought, yeah, and 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 I did get the email. Yeah, thank you. Oh, good. Okay, oh, I didn't yeah. know whether you could use it or not, or whether you'd like to even just see it. But um, oh no, like whatever you have, please yeah, forward it. That's sure. awesome. Yeah, and if there's any, would you uh, would you be okay if Leo sent it to me? Oh, spread it around. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to see that, Eric. If I I know uh, you're you're hardly ever home, Eric, and I realize you're not on Skype. But if I had, yeah, I know it's rare that I'm on the Skype there, mm-hmm. especially when I'm in my travels. It's a lot easier to get on the phone. Yeah. Well, if there was anything that you, you wanted or needed or whatever, I uh, how would a, how would a man or woman send it to you through email? Are you sending it to Leo? I've I've sent it to Leo already, but I'm saying, um, Eric, if you want anything, how how do you uh, gather your information from friends through email? Oh, email's good. Yeah. Leo's got my email. Okay. Well, all right. I still want to say on recording here. No, of course, <laughs> no, of course not. It's confidential. Get all kinds of spy bots uh, emailing me. <laughs> yeah. No, I I I I've put one of my emails out. I I don't care. It's it's one that I've had forever and use. But I've got lots of other emails that I use for other specific things. So the one that I put out is kind of my miscellaneous. So I don't mind putting mine out if someone someone wants to email me and and wants something. That's what I told them on the show to do. I said email me if you want that lettering. Awesome. Anyway, I just want to know if Leo got that letter. And uh, I know you. Yeah, you were saying you wanted it, Eric. Well, Leo sent it to you, right? Yeah. Any yeah. other oh, yeah. information I find, you know, from way back, you know, because what Carl used to do, I don't know how many friends on the call. I know uh, Cheyenne has uh, been way back with Carl too, and back in twenty. 20- 
back in 2012. Carl used to, I remember when he started his first talk shows, he, he pulled away from Angela's because he thought, well, I'm, so many people are enjoying what I'm saying. I should get my own talk shows. And we said, yeah, you should, you know. So Carl started up his own talk show, and then so did the rest of us, you know, or a few of us. And uh, anyway, what Carl used to do, he used to send us all email, you know, an email that the talk show was coming on. But then Carl would also send us little bits and bites from somebody might have sent him a letter or he might have got a phone call from someone. So he used to send us all these little bits and bites of things. eh? Actually, last night I was just looking over um, one of his letters in his dictionary, and it was the letter M, and it was explaining the word motion, and, and it was from his dictionary. So he would send it send everybody once in a while just one letter, maybe the letter A. You know, so he'd send this stuff through email to all of us because he only had, you know, at one time, you know, he only he, he had to build his uh, talk show up. I remember when he only had 10 on the call, you know, and look at them now, eh? And now, now he's traveling, eh? So he's really come a long way. But anyway, if I find any of my old information that I think... You might find interesting that this stuff is like uh, his old stuff is sometimes a little bit different than his technique now. Because this letter that I sent out, he's actually got uh, so-and-so, and and he's got the V versus so-and-so versus so-and-so. And and it was actually how to write a cover page, you know, how to write the first letter, and how to write the third letter with your thumbprint. He even put the thumbprint in there, and I don't know if he still does that. But uh, it's, I thought it was just kind of cool to look at how he was thinking that many years back, you know, and how he's changed, you know, some techniques. And some things are the same. Yeah, but I got your letter, uh, your letter M. You, you, uh, you emailed me the letter M of his dictionary. Oh, I, I, you should have a couple of, uh, yeah, I sent you that letter just because I didn't know whether you might find that interesting or not, Leo. No, I do, yeah. But, but but that's the only letter I got from you was the letter M. I don't know if you have other letters. I have uh, a letter of uh, return of property. Okay, because I only received two emails from you. You don't see two? I only, seen, I only got two emails. One is a definition dictionary. Of uh, the letter M, yeah. and then one is the uh, where it's it's the property one, like it's the big email, uh, like he, uh, and the email is written in blue and green and yellow and yeah, whatever. That's the one. Okay, that's the one you're talking about. Okay, that's the one. Yeah, he's got it all in different colors. See how much time he spent on his stuff back then. He'd highlight yeah. this and he'd highlight that, and it was kind of cute. But I think I think like the red is statutory, the green must be common law, and that's why he's putting it color coded, eh? Yeah, well, I I didn't realize that. Yeah, because if you if you read it, if you if you just uh, copy and and because I noticed in Skype you just kind of copied the text and moved it to Skype, it loses its um, it loses its intent because in the email. Uh, the first paragraph is in brown, and the second paragraph is in green, yeah. with with some red in the brown and some red in the green. Mm-hmm. And I think that depicts what is uh, what is statutory and what is not. 
So then if you, if you just copy and paste the text, it loses its um, flavor, it loses its, its meaning, right? I understand. Right, so I think that's why you have to, if you don't have the color, you, you're going to have to, if you do cop, uh, copy and paste, kind of, you're going to have to put in there, you know, yellow from here to here, green from here to here, blue from here to here, red from, you know. Right, because then that then when you read it, then it it, it you uh, I don't know I'm repeating myself, but I think you. I understand what it, you're it, saying. He's yeah. Got, he's got them color coded for a specific reason. Yeah. Like to show some sort of intent of of um, a meaning. You know, I'm going to go over that letter a little bit more, yeah. and uh, study it. But I don't know what else to do. Uh, I just looked at my emails right now. I see Janine has sent me a letter. She's looking for. The letter, so I'll send it to her. So I'm just looking in my in my email right now, and um, as soon as I find it, I'll send it to Janine. And now, uh, anybody else? Yep, here I just found it, so I'm just gonna reply to Janine. Yeah, I'll send it to anyone if they would like to have it, just just for something. Different. Yeah, send it to Leo. Yeah, Leo will send it to me. <laughs> Okay, well, Leo's got it, so he'll uh, it'll be in his webpage, friends, or wherever he's going to put it. Yeah. But uh, I will I will send it to to other friends if they they wish to have it and see all the colors. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know what all those colors meant, Leo. I knew he had a, a reason for it, but I I didn't know. I'll have to see. Because yeah, I I I saw in Skype that Mike said, "Be careful, Sonia." Some of this has uh, stat, uh, some of it has um, statutory, some of it has, has legally, some of it whatever. Yeah. And I think it's because Mike didn't see the email. All he saw was what was in Skype. Yeah. That's why that's why he commented like that. But oh. it, but when you read it in the email, it makes way more sense because when you can kind of see the colors, you, it, it there's oh. more there's more understanding, right? Um, yeah, I'll have to see. I don't know. I must have Mike's email. Maybe I'll send it to him email. I must have I haven't emailed Mike in a long time and I'm pretty sure if God is I'll send it to Mike, uh, through email and guest seven asked me tonight, he said I because somebody suggested sending it to Carl. I said, What a great idea, I'll send it to Carl. He'll get a, maybe a kick out of it to see the way he used to write, you know, and he put that in his diary or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Wait, so you haven't had time to study it, obviously, Leo. Yeah, I read through it. It makes sense. Oh, good. Good. I'm sure it and, does. And Eric, I just emailed it to you, so you should have it, both, both of them. Cool. Yep, just got it now. Awesome. So we're going to discuss this on your Friday night call, uh, Sonia? Well, I, I did want to talk about letters because I think that's really important. Yeah, if you guys want to look that over and, and I'm, you know, we know where it's from. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to. That that would be great if we could, Leo, if, you, if you'd come along and if you're going to be oh, yeah. there. Yeah, that would be super. And, Leo, if you got time, I know you're very busy harvesting probably, Leo, eh? 
Well, yeah, the summers are crazy here. <laughs> we have to wait till there's two feet of snow. <laughs> and and then it's all the snow pushing stuff. People get it out of the yard. And then I just forwarded the uh, copies to J- Janine also. Oh, you did? I was just doing that. Yeah. Hey, this I, is really good. It's good, but do you see, Eric, that with the color? Yeah, that's all right. I don't know, but it... it it makes He's separating his thoughts. Yeah, but it, but it makes yeah. more sense when when there's color than if you would. Just yeah, these are different. these are a lot of different uh, separate thoughts of how how he's saying things. It's awesome, amazing. I like it. Well, this is kind of what we need. Is is you know, um, I thought this letter was great because it's 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 so simple. You know, it's it's pretty much a whole. It's a complete letter. Um, it's it's it will suit. You know, pretty much return of any property. You know, if they tore cars away or you know our vehicles away or our automobiles or whatever. You know, so it's a great yeah. great letter, eh? Yeah. So Anybody want to hear the God verse of the day? Go for it. Give your yeah. burdens to the Lord. And he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. Amen. Amen. Put your faith in God. Thank you, Leo. Or thank you, Aaron. Sorry. Like I said, yeah, give your burdens to the Lord. He will take care of you, and he will not permit the godly to slip and fall. That would have been TS55. 22, probably Psalms 55, 22. NL. Uh, NLT, yeah. New Living Translation. Can I read you one that's non, not not from the Bible? Yes, of course. Sure. But this is, this, this is my philosophy. Because... Uh, a few years back, I was in France, and I, I visited the Clos-Lucé. And Clos-Lucé is a, is a castle where Leonardo da Vinci spent the last three years of his life. So there's a, oh, lot, nice. of his, a lot of his writings, a lot of his paintings, and a lot of his, uh, his um, the things Art. he's come up with. Because like um, he, like uh, well, he was like an engineer, and he would build stuff, and there was like a tank there and a bunch of stuff. But one of his writings was... Iron rusts from disuse. Water loses its purity from stagnation. Even so does inaction sap the vigor of the mind. And that's where, right. you know, when you were talking about uh, positive thinking, I'm thinking, like, you got to do, you got you to gotta move, you got to, that's where I get it from, like, you know, just don't think, do, right? Yeah, yeah. That comes- then that comes from from Leonardo, and uh, and uh, Leonardo had another good one, and it's it, I, I wrote it in my phone when I was there, but it says uh, nature is the source of all true knowledge, so you could say nature or God or whatever, but she has her own logic, her own laws. She has no effect without cause, nor invention without necessity. That's, that's right. Leonardo. That's Leonardo da Vinci, yeah. That's beautiful. And that's like 600 years ago. Yeah. 
Nature has her own laws, all in order. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you look. Oh at yeah. Well, um, the biggest the, the the biggest advancements are are after uh, destruction. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> or if there's like sometimes on the farm, I need something to do something, and that thing is not invented yeah. yet, but. By by having the need to do something, I'll invent what needs to be created to be able to do this thing or whatever. You know, I yeah. can't think of an example now, but it, it it makes sense where you won't invent unless there's a need for it, in a sense, right? Yeah, that's what a true mechanic is. Eh? A true mechanic is uh, uh, the guy who's going to invent the tool to make the tool. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a true mechanic. That makes sense. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I I fab up shit too, man. Whatever I can out of scraps to make it make it happen. <laughs> and that's the best thing. Sometimes it's nice, it's nice when you got a lot of tools, though. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes, like I'll have a problem, and then all you have to do is sit by a tree or just relax. Sometimes, fifteen twenty minutes, and I'll come to you. Yeah. Walk away. Yeah, you walk away, you relax, and you have these solutions. Yeah, yeah. Go do something else, and then they'll come to you. I, uh, whenever I'm searching for a word, I say, I, I'll remember it tomorrow. And it's always tomorrow, <laughs> you know? Same thing. The the, the mighty mind, it's, <laughs> it's full of... Uh, it's it's full of it's full of uh, wonders of of how how to uh, skim by and and just just make it work long enough to to go and excuse me, it's all God's doing. Excuse me, Leo and uh, um, Eric. Do you hear a beeping every once in a while on the phone? Yeah, I heard a beeping a bit. Yeah. Oh, sometimes there's people backing up where I'm at. Yeah, no, it's it's been constant for the last half hour. About every, oh, yeah? Yeah, about every, um, I'd say, minute. If there'll be... Beep, huh. beep, beep, beep. I just wondering if anybody else was hearing it. Maybe my mind's going... No, no, it's it's, oh. it's quite strong, whatever it is. It's some sort of, uh, like, a signal. Beep, beep. Just wondering if you guys heard it. It's okay. I can ignore it. Hmm. Full, full moon tonight. I'm just out of my Oh house. yeah, totally. Yeah, beautiful. Clouds are rolling by. Yeah, it's beautiful. You can see it right now? Yeah. With the, I'm yeah, staring right at it too. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful tonight. Yeah, there's the beep again. One, two, three. Three beeps right in a row. Maybe we're being to the east. Huh? To the east. Yeah, no, the mind's, uh, our mind, isn't our mind fantastic, like our brain? Like, it will never get full. It just shows that our brain is meant to live forever. It, like, we can't, well, de- we can't delete things even if we we want to, and it, it'll never get full. Imagine, well, and we're all well, think, Yeah, I think it's when uh, Jesus Christ told the fishermen to cast his net, his net to the right to catch the fish. I think that's the the thing where you uh when you cast your net to the right it means or it could mean 
like your the left mind is the logical mind, always trying to figure out things, but your right mind is like your artistic mind and your you know uh, imagine imaginary mind. So when you cast your net to the right, that's where you catch a fish, or that's where the ideas come in, right? That could be one wow. interpretation of of casting your net to the right. Is is you know yeah, when we say, you you walk away for fifteen minutes, like try try not to like logically figure out the word or logically figure out the tool or whatever. You just kind of walk away, sit by a tree, and in the sense you're casting your net to the right, and the art part of your brain, like the right part of your brain, is going to give you the answer if 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 you leave it be, right? I think it was Leonardo da Vinci that said, uh, I, I tried to invent this thing 55 times, and it, they weren't failures, but they were 55 ways no, how it didn't it. work. Yeah, I, I read no. that one there too. Yeah. How, how, how it didn't work. Right. Or how, yeah, how, how, how not to do it or something like that, right? How, how not to do it or it was yeah. something like yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, which was which was good. It's just a a, a a a good way of looking at it. Same with um, World War II aircrafts. The guys were saying, "Oh man, look at these planes. They're they're all shot up. We got to strengthen those things up." He says, "No, no, 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 no. Strengthen the pl- the places that did survive, because that's how the plane got back. Yeah. <laughs> not 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 the parts that were torn off." The parts that are on the plane got the plane back, so strengthen those parts because uh, some planes didn't make it back, and and the ones that did, with a lot of pieces missing off them, that's when the guy said the engineer said no 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 no, strengthen the parts that got the plane back. That's how that's how they'll stay up in the air and save lives. Well, that makes pretty sense. cool, eh? That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of reverse thinking, eh? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, that's like when we have a strong quality, strengthen that quality, and the weak qualities will kind of go away. You know, we strengthen our our strong qualities, work on our our strengths, and yeah. and build them up. It's like you're building up your muscles. Keep building your muscles and building your muscles until they're perfect. Yeah. Or put a bunch of weak people together. <laughs> hey, you know uh, the saying, hey, one branch you can break, but try ten. <laughs> Good point. Good point, Eric. I like that. Yeah. And uh, Jesus often spoke about a three-chord fold. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a three a three a three chord fold doesn't break very easy. Right. Mm-hmm. Two two and one does. That's why uh, God the Father and the Holy Spirit, the mind, the body, and the soul, mm-hmm. and well, I guess that's why. or the physical, the psychological. And the spiritual. Yeah. That's why God sent for us to love him with our whole mind, our whole body, and our whole soul. All three. Yeah, spirit. Yeah. Mind, body, and spirit. Spirit, yeah. Yes. Amen. 
trees, like three bees. Beep, 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 beep. Maybe it's a CIA or NSA or FBI or something. Maybe they'll learn something from us. <laughs> Who's afraid? We, God didn't create uh, cowards, did he? No, it says in the Bible that he didn't create cowards. We're not to be a coward. Of, of any man, especially. Not to fear man. They do try and intimidate us, don't they? It just reminds me of the scripture in the Bible. Remember when Jesus um, went into the temple and he was so upset because they were they were gambling and they were ripping off, you know, the widows and they were the widows were trying to buy, you know, decent sacrifices, you know, birds, you know, birds were cheap sacrifices or whatever. I forget what type of birds they were, but anyway, Jesus walks into the temple and he sees them all using God's house for a place of merchants. You know, they were all merchants and they were selling things like going into the churches nowadays and they're playing bingo and smoking and they're using the churches for making money and, you know, not for what it was supposed to be. And Jesus got so mad and dumped all the tables up and chased everybody out of there. And he says, you're making my father's house a cave of robbers, you know. And uh, it reminds me of the scripture where he says, be wrathful. We can be wrathful, but do not sin. So we can stand up for ourselves and, you know, defend ourselves and, you know, in, especially when it comes according to, to God, you know, like um, we can give to everyone else and do things for others, but when somebody's trying to do us harm or whatever, we can be wrathful as long as we don't sin. You know, especially in this world, you've really got to stand up for yourself, you know, because... Uh, you know, they, they don't believe in God and they try and put us down because of it and try to crucify us, and they, they probably will. You know, you think about uh, in the past, all the uh, men and women that have been killed in Hitler's time. In Hitler's time. I mean, it's happening today. Yes. You go, uh, you go across the pond there, and people are being murdered for 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 loving Christ and not turning from Him. Yeah. Many many people are, are are being persecuted for their Christian beliefs over there. Yeah. No. It's uh, it's a horror nightmare over there. Mm-hmm. All we can do is pray for them too. Eh? We have to pray for others. Prayer has power. Yes. He says so. He says so. But I guess I I, I interpret it uh, a different way, uh, Sonia. When you were saying about uh, Jesus went into the temple and they were exchanging money and stuff like that, there. Mm-hmm. That story. Yeah, they were selling. Uh, the, uh, I, I, they're uh, selling, exchanging the shekels, the yeah, only I, money I, that the the temple wanted to take. I, and I, they're I, getting I, a cut. Yeah. I I I yeah, see it as uh, as uh, in the let's say the ten worlds of the Buddha or whatever in your mind 
if you're always thinking of the next dollar or you're thinking of this and you're not meditating or you're not going within to become more Buddhahood or more Christ-like or whatever, then then that's where Christ consciousness has come in and just slap you around. So I see it as a, as a lesson for it the internal mind how to control your internal mind not right not not to uh not not to get into those bad ways yes your point hmm. thank you yeah that's nice um, well i just want to say the show might cut us off okay oh uh, yeah because i started at seven are you sure it won't be you sonia you're not going to cut us off no no i'm i'm staying i'm staying with you with you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, just in case it does, I wanted to thank you. See, the, uh, the, the, the Pharisees and the money changers were, uh, were in cahoots together, and they're uh, uh, making money together. Uh, the, the, the shekels were, were, had really, like, like our money today, no value. But uh, uh, the, the the denarius, which was the Roman coin, had the value outside of the Hebrew uh, circle, right? Mm-hmm. So the the priest would make a cut on that because right, right. they had all the shekels, but right? I, I, and, I, and they would only accept shekels. I see it as as us right now. We're shooting the bull, so we're chit chatting. We're shooting the bull, and when we say we want to do something, we grab the bull by the horns and do it. So back then, yeah. when they wanted to describe how to control your mind or how to control whatever, they used common language of back then to describe of how to control your inner thoughts. So okay. your dacra and your money and all that—it's all your inner inner ways of thinking, right? But a house divided on itself cannot stand. That's why you can't serve two gods, right? Yeah, that's why you have to cast your net to the right. Yep. To to uh, <laughs> The two houses, I, I think, is the right brain and the left brain. And somehow you have to balance the left and right. You can't just be all no, art. No, 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 no. All art. One house divided in itself cannot stand. You've got two walls. If you divide them, then it can't stand. You can't, have, you can't, you can't, can't love God and money at the same time. And the God of Mammon is only you know, bringing it to life, right? Yeah. Same as no, the I, God I, of I, Zeus I, I, and this and that, you know. You're going to bring that to life in your mind? Because it doesn't exist? God exists. He's constantly oh, yeah, yeah. in our lives. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree with you that God exists, but I think, yeah... I guess... See where where does God sit? Do you think? Where does He sit? On His yeah. throne. And where is His throne? 
in the heavens. Okay. There's three heavens, eh? The first heaven is uh, the air that we see here. The second heaven is the uh, is the sky, uh, the the universe, and the third heaven is is the realm unseen. And when he brings down his heaven on earth, you, you'll see him sitting on his throne. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in Revelation, it describes what the throne lo- looks like. And isn't there a story and about that? Uh, you, you, you better and go in the a... house and to the door to your right. <laughs> in the house. Again? Well, isn't there a story in the Bible you got to go in the house and to the right? There's a door to the right? Mm, don't know that one. I'll have to go find that. Go into the house to the right? No, that doesn't but make sense. You go into the room and there's a door to the right to find. I know. Uh, I know. God. God. God opens doors and closes doors, and sometimes He makes me wait in the hallway. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I, I. I don't remember reading anything like that. Yeah, I know. It's. I guess what, what is I, the, I, the, the I, basis I, I, of? Uh... Yeah, I think there's like there's like seven billion people on the earth, or maybe more, or whatever it is. But there's probably yeah. seven billion ways to interpret what God is. God. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like every human, every individual, every man or woman has conception of what God is or right. There is a God but everybody has their own idea of what, what it is, right? That's what's Yeah, but if you read God. if you if you if if you read the Bible, God is love, God is spirit, um, God is forgiving, God is good, God uses My, evil for good. I think there's three examples of what God is in the Bible, and they all refer to God as light. Oh, uh, you're talking his manifesto form. Yeah, it always refers to God as light. But John, when he went to the heaven in spirit, he saw God, and uh, his feet were were like uh, uh, bronze on fire, he had a white, uh, absolutely sparkling white gown, or uh, um, what do you call that there? Cloak, I guess. Gown, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. His eyes were like fire, and out of his mouth, the word was like a two-edged sword, and the two-edged sword cuts right to the marrow. That's and apparently uh, the marrow is one one of the most painful. Anybody goes down to the bone of the marrow is is. <laughs> trust me, you ain't you you ain't gonna be up to scream more about it. <laughs> you you you'll you'll have to pass out from the excruciating pain. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I say something, friends? Sure. Yeah? You know, just adding to what you're saying, um, just from scriptures that I've read in the Bible, it talks about God being able to see, right? God sees everything, right? And it also says that uh, God feels pain. God felt hurt. He felt hurt, uh, especially at the time of Noah. When uh, yeah. when he wanted to destroy the earth, he said he felt hurt, that he re- he regretted that he had made man. He regretted, you know, so just shows, you know, about him, his personality. Um, and he created us in his image. And um, there's scriptures in there that talks about his heart, you know, his heart. So, and he created us in his image, so I don't know if it talks about the kidneys or not, but um, huh? but I'm not sure. But just, just some ideas to show that God has these, these, these feelings, these emotions, like he created us to have, but he, see, he knows good and bad. But in the beginning, we didn't know bad. Obviously, he created us to not know bad, not to know wrong, and there was no sin, but he knew good and bad. But uh, I just thought it was interesting that God has a heart, you know, he can see, and, um, you know, he he feels sad, he feels happy. God is actually a happy God, but he can't... Anger? Yeah, anger, there we go, yeah. I thought that was interesting, too, but I know... Um, when you were talking about seeing God on his throne, um, the Bible does, the Bible says, um, no man has seen God. No man can see God and live. No. And live. So no. we, we, we wouldn't actually see God, I don't believe. You know, we could see the power of God. We can see the personality. Well, that's, that's why John was up in heaven in spirit. That's how he got to see God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no man can. Like physically, he would be like uh, uh, an atomic bomb a million times over. Right. That's that's the radiate. That's the rate the the radiousness of him. You know. So what did John do to be able to see God? Does it, does it describe in the Bible what he did just before to be able to see God? No, he was uh, he was praying, and uh, an angel uh, came to visit him and said, "Come and uh, come see what the things are you're, you're to write about." And then he lets John see a few things that he was not allowed to write about. So he got to see quite a few things before he died. So when he came back, he was led by the Spirit and wrote the rest of the Book of John. John wrote Revelation too, didn't he? Well, yeah, that's that's what we were talking about. He was brought up and caught up to the third heaven. Right. And he was brought up in spirit. And the and uh, it said, uh, "Who's worthy to open the seals?" And uh, everybody was pretty sad. And then, behold, here comes the Lamb of God. He is worthy, and everybody rejoiced. So he grabbed the seal and he started peeling them one by one. And then he was telling what was happening. 
And then uh, he was talking about uh, uh, the seven angels and the seven trumpets. And then, and then the four horsemen. The green horse, the black horse, the red horse, and the white horse. And the seven, um, the seven seals are what? The seven seals. Okay, the 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 scroll itself is is the the deeds the deed to the earth. Okay, he snatched it from uh, from Satan, because Satan snatched it from Adam. Okay, so this realm we can't see is 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 played out in in the lamb full of blood um the seven seals the seven trumpets uh is it seven bowls of wrath probably seven bowls of wrath the seven sins the seven virtues no 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 not those um and then yeah so 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 in between what's going to happen on the earth uh that play is being played out in heaven where at the last trumpet the seven bowls of wrath will be poured out and that'll be just after the desolation of abomination, that's when uh, the Antichrist is going to put the uh, the statue in the temple, and and that's when God had enough of of his of his BS of uh, mocking him and um, constantly uh, chirping at. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think that's done now. Because he he was uh, he was accusing man day and night to God, eh? Okay. Yeah, he's saying there's sinners here, sinners there, sinners there. And I think at some point God, you know, just get out of here. And then uh, he obviously hates man so much because he placed them above the angels. He loved them. And and told the angels to to care for them. And Satan didn't want to. Hmm. Well, he threw threw Satan out of the heavens. Well, yeah, that's when he... Yeah, threw him down to the earth and says, Woe to the earth, because Satan has come down to you with this knowing. Satan has come down to you with great anger, knowing that he has a short period of time left. And he was thrown out of the heavens. And God is establishing his kingdom in heaven. You know, let your kingdom come. Um, the government is going to be set up in heaven. There will be a heavenly government. And they'll rule. Well, God's, God's government. Yeah, yeah. He will rule. Yeah. He will govern us. Yeah. No sorrow, no tears. No. Amen. It'd be so much fun, eh? Think of all the fun we can have. Travel, oh, I know. Travel, I know. Travel, yeah. See the beautiful earth, all the beautiful creations, you know, who knows what animals he's going to bring back. 
In a blink of an eye, go to the other universes. Yeah. And and the kingdom is going to be the most the most fabulous thing that apparently uh, a scientist uh, was given given the scripture, and he said all these stones and the light that's going to shine through them. And he says, I don't think the na- the man's naked eye can fathom that beauty and and live to tell about it. <laughs> That's that's how that's how that's how it, it'll screw you up, you know. It's so beautiful that it, it'll it, it it it'll screw you up, you know. <laughs> that's what a scientist said. He said uh, he doesn't even think uh, 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 the human eye can actually uh, intake that beauty and 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 the way the light will will come into the eye. Eh? It almost wow. destroy a, a, a human man. Because there's going to be all those jaspers, and the gold is so pure, apparently it's see-through. Imagine that. That makes me think of. Have you ever done any solar gazing? No. Sorta. I look at it once in a while, and I turn away real quick. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I did that for about uh, six seven months where you stare at the sun and you, you stare at the sun up to uh, three quarters of an hour every day. That's cool. Yeah, you, but you have to start off the first day at 10 seconds and then you add 10 seconds every day. And you only stare at the sun either in, in, the first, in the first hour or the last hour of sunset. Like in the first hour after yeah, sunrise. Yeah, yeah. Or, or or before an hour before sun, sunset, like you know, in the last hour. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because the, then you, uh, the UV is the lowest at that point. Well, it's going through a lot of atmosphere, eh? At that yeah. point. Yeah, and then it, it, the UV is not damaging your eyeballs. But what you they say get, in uh, Rio de Janeiro, you can look at it at any time or something. Oh, but what you I don't get, know why, but. Is you uh, you get energy from the sun direct, like instead of the sun's energy going to the plant and you're eating the the plant or blah blah blah, the theory is you're getting the energy directly into you through your brain yeah. through your eyes. Yeah. The actual best time to stare at the sun is first thing in the morning when you get up. Yeah. You will get charged up and awake, and it's almost like a reset for your body. Yeah. Now, uh, nice. if you look at the Egyptians, the old, uh, you know, 10,000 years ago, the uh, where the pyramids were and all that, there's statues yep. and uh, these uh, these things they were holding on, they were holding to two things, like in the right hand and in the left hand. And what you do, uh, on the right hand, you can hold gold, and on your left hand, you hold silver. Or if you can't afford to hold a rod of gold and a rod of silver, is you can hold a rod of copper and a rod of uh, zinc, let's say, right? And, okay. Uh, and then you go barefoot on the ground. It sounds like a battery. Dirt, yeah, in the dirt. 
and and what you're doing is you're grounding, but you're you're the sun is helping you ground, and so you're grounding at the same time that you're holding your uh, the right and left like the gold gold and silver or or copper or and zinc whatever. Well, it has to and be just two different metals. Well, yeah, but they say uh, like I bought a big copper. It's about an inch and a half round, about a uh, about a foot and a half long. It's heavy. Yeah. It must weigh like. 20 pounds or I don't know I don't know if it oh, was yeah. 20 oh, yeah. I know I know pretty, pretty I, heavy. Yeah. yeah and then and Very so heavy, I have I, I have one of those in my right hand and then I, I bought a big zinc uh, in my left hand like a big round zinc one and then yeah. I solar gaze and I ground like you you got to take off your shoes and your socks and everything right yeah. and you do the solar gazing that way too huh. wow but, we should do a little bit of grounding every day, you know. Go out and lay on the ground. I've, I've watched some of these videos where people actually will get right in the dirt, especially pe- people that have serious problems. It's it's cured men from snoring. Um, it's helped people with real serious back problems. Um, it's therapeutic. You know, we should lay on the ground as much as possible and ground to the earth, walk on our bare feet. You know, ground, we, we're not meant to be wearing shoes. We're connected with the earth. It, it takes a positive, positive something, positive ions. Or in, 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 oh, no, everybody wore sandals in uh, Jesus' time. Oh, yeah, but sandals even, you, like sandals, at least, you know, if it's deer hide, say it's animal hide, yeah. electricity will still go through skin, see? True enough. Yeah, rubber's insulative. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I'm I'm really into that grounding. I love it. You can feel it when you're out there for 15 or 20 minutes or half an hour walking. If you don't step yeah. in wasps, I stepped in wasp last weekend. Well, you know what's really cool? Walking on gravel. Yeah. That that really massages the feet. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I noticed, I I have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old, and as soon as I go in the garden. When they come with me, the first thing they do is they take off their shoes and their socks and they run around the garden. <laughs> yeah, well, it's soft ground, eh? And they like smushing it in their feet, in their toes. Exactly, and I'm sure they're grounding at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it, we, we have to uh, definitely watch what the kids do, eh? Well, it's so nice. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.